What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another episode of this Markout Moments Mac Talk podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango. Joining me, as always, are Callum Wiggins. Howdy. And Robert E. Felice. Woo, WrestleMania! Yeah. <laughs> this is not uh, the WrestleMania coverage. This is not the WrestleMania backlash coverage. This is not the WrestleMania... God knows whatever else they're going to attack that onto. This is the WrestleMania fantasy booking in a different way. It's not the normal fantasy booking of WrestleMania. Although I did post that, the uh, Road to WrestleMania 38, where uh, if you want to check out my thoughts on what we should, or what we should be doing, as if I have creative control, that's kind of the point. But what I would like to see them do heading into next year's WrestleMania, we're doing something a little bit different here. This is an idea that we've had on the bubble for a little while, at least a couple of months. And the concept is something that is piggybacking off of a fantasy poking thing that we had done before, but with a little bit more of a stipulation to it. This is going to be fantasy booking a WrestleMania card using only people who have been in the main event of WrestleMania. So you have a limited amount of people that you can use. You can't just go, well, I think that this person should have been in the main event instead, so I'm going to put them in there. Obviously, that means the limited amount of people that you're working with means you've got a limited amount of options for your card. Uh, there is still quite a bit of people. There, there's, uh, what was the amount? Was like one, two, three, four. I don't know, maybe about like uh, 30 people that uh, you could use, maybe a little bit more than that. So there's some variety, and you're going to see some variety here between our different cards. We're going to break down what our creative decisions were and what we would do given this group of people that we could work with and we invite you to join in on the discussion in whatever fashion you want to uh, that could be posting your own card it could be telling us your thoughts on which one of the three cards that we have that you like the best what you know what you do like what you don't like about the different cards that kind of thing best of course is to do that in the comment section below on youtube while you're over there hit the like button hit the share button hit the subscribe button ring that notification bell hit the applause button and hit the join button if you want to be a part of the membership side of things. That is the same thing as the Patreon. Patreon.com slash smartoutmoment is the best way to help us grow, to help us uh, pay the bills when it comes to these things, keep uh, improving things going forward, continuing to have the motivation to do things and to set aside the time to be able to do things. There are the dark casts that uh, we recently put up. um, wait, Wait, did we put up two or did we put up three? We did the bonus features and we did the dark cast. We did, I think, uh, three of these recently. So um, check them out. You can only hear them on the Patreon or, of course, on the YouTube membership side of things. And there's also the Pick Your Poison tier. So if you really like an idea like this and you want to give us something, you know, you want us to do fantasy booking SummerSlam using only people that have been in the main event of SummerSlam or fantasy booking Survivor Series with only people that have been on Survivor Series teams, that could be kind of fun. I really like that idea. Um, yeah, anything like that. Or, you know, you want us to do a, a top rope list or, you know, a, a, an article about something. The whole point of the Pick Your Poison tier is you get to pick your poison. And it doesn't have to be like arsenic or something, because that would suck. So we are going to give you the breakdown of our cards here. And I think it's pretty self-explanatory. It's just a group of people. What are you going to put them in? What matches are you going to do? How are you going to do it? Kind of a thing. Uh, when you were approaching your cards, how did you guys go about doing it? I 
wrote down all the names and I separated them into the three sections. One being uh, people that I know have to be the biggest priorities, people that I can't think of anything to do with, and then the people that could work with practically anybody. So, so I started, um, I, 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 I think I clarified earlier, and I think I split them into two somewhat between like the, the top, top stars and people who are a bit in a lower level, at least from my perspective. And then from that point, I started pairing people off with who I just felt would be, have really good matches with them. I essentially just approached this with the mindset of the best possible matches and the biggest potential star power per match outside of the ones where you kind of had to just throw people in there. Yeah, I very much the same for me. I tried on like my AEW fantasy booking to get everybody on the card. And if there was a random match that I needed to throw together to do that, I did that. However, I, I did book people and I didn't only book them in wrestling matches because you can do segments too. That's true. I didn't even think about that. Did you manage to both of you book everybody on the card in some fashion? Yes. Yeah. I can't think of anybody that I'm missing on my card. If if it's somebody, it might be somebody like how I mean, he's not missing on my card, but like um, you know, like a first WrestleMania, you got Mr. T, Hulk Hogan, Piper, Orndorff, Orton, that kind of thing. Like I didn't take that as like, well, Pat Patterson was involved, so I got to put him in there. You know, like that kind of thing. Well, in I fairness, did. I didn't even take Orton and uh, Snuka because they weren't technically in the match. Yeah, they were, they were the side pieces. Look, I didn't... Side I didn't, I didn't quite, <laughs> yeah. That's the, the friends with benefits. Cornerman is more of the official wrestling term. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they were just their side bitches on the side of the on the ring there. But, uh, Jimmy Snuka playing the role of ring rat. <laughs> I don't, don't want to go down that rabbit hole, unfortunately. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, I, I didn't incorporate anybody in that regard because then I would have to incorporate all four McMahons as well. Yeah, I didn't do all four McMahons. Uh, yeah, from WrestleMania 2000 or something like that. I did try though. I couldn't figure out where to put some of them. I I just went pure wrestler. If you wrestled in the main event, then you're on the list. And just and just as a clarity of that, I just counted them all up. There's 41 people that have main evented at WrestleMania. Out of the pure wrestler side. Yeah, the pure wrestling side of it. Yeah, I have uh, I have one McMahon on my card. Linda. <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> You're going to stand up from a chair? And then the, just gets the biggest pop of the night. Yeah, yeah I'm right. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just one segment. She's just sitting in a chair and then she stands up and the whole crowd goes crazy. And then that's when they finally play that WrestleMania theme again <laughs> since they, for some reason, have been using that for her. By the way, my fantasy booking WrestleMania has that song incorporated in it somewhere probably at the uh at the very least at the end where they they can do the little here's the snapshots of what happened throughout the night but because i love that song i didn't go that deep into details trying to figure out you know the commentary team and all that other kind of stuff just because yeah. you know i i don't think that anybody really cared uh, well, if you want me to I can. 
Well, I'd say a commentary team for me is pretty straightforward. If you're going for the two-man system, it's JR and Bobby Heenan for me. I would love to see that. We're so I'd here, probably but... do a, a three-team and just throw in Grill Monsoon on that, actually, just because they're good together. Will you be serious? <laughs> Stop. So, who wants to go first? Mm. I'll go first if you don't want to. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to argue that. <laughs> yeah, go, yeah, go ahead, Simon. You yourself. Yeah. So, hmm, I, I didn't plan this out. Uh, I don't know if you guys did. I didn't plan this out in, like, the direct order of, I'd book this match first, and then this, like, this is the opener, and this no. is whatever. Did you guys do that? Well, no. Well, I kind of, like, set the match. Okay, I'm going to cards on the table. Mine's a two-night WrestleMania. I wanted to do that, and I couldn't figure out a way to split things up. Uh, I have um, eight, eight and eight matches. That's 16 matches in total. Yeah, I didn't uh, think that deep. Although mine would probably be a two-night WrestleMania. Just like, you know, you have all the time in the world. Yeah, Fantasy WrestleMania is too big for one WrestleMania. It's too big for one day. I have 15 matches. So yeah, you probably split that over two days. I would definitely split that over two days because yeah. each one of these two shouldn't be. I mean, if you look at the way that like they've done WrestleMania before with the one night fifteen match card, some of the matches are like two and a half minutes. So I'd split it in some fashion, but I didn't quite figure out how I would break up like two title matches and whatever. Like some of it's self explanatory. I've got two women's matches, for instance. So one's on one night, one's on the other night, that kind of thing. Um, if you really, really want me to, I can figure that out later on, and I'll drop that in the comments below. Just let me know. I, I am, I am very interested to see how much crossover there is between our cards. Yeah, I because think... I actually feel like there's a lot of matches. Not a lot, but there's going to be some matches that we're either all going to have, or at least would have all considered. I'm assuming that there are one, two, three. There's four. Actually, no, five scenarios that I can imagine. Actually, no, six. Six scenarios that I can imagine we have something either exactly the same or very, very similar. Uh, in general, not to spoil anything, the uh, Austin match, the Angle match, the Benoit match, the women's match and or, you know, a second women's match and the Andre match. Those are the ones I'm assuming we're going to have the most crossover with. Yeah, Whereas, I, think, I think I think that, that makes sense as being ones that will be fairly similar. I'm going to say the one person that we're going to have that nobody's going to have the same match with is going to be Triple H. Probably. Potentially, yeah. Well, if we yeah. end up having the exact same thing, it's going to be like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> We just pull out all the same card across the board. Also, I completely neglected to make the joke at the time, but um, the we have all the time in the world. If you love the song We Have All the Time in the World, we talked about that on A Review to a Kill, the James Bond film franchise breakdown podcast that we have going on on fanboysanonymous.com. Check that out if you're interested, because the On Her Majesty's Secret Service episode is up. And the best Bond movies, at least I thought. Uh, number like 16 or something for me, but <laughs> actually, it's gonna get further down and further Better down. Than further down. Either. 
Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> I already have a note about that for the tour never dies. <laughs> so yeah, check that out over on fanboysanonymous.com. Show some support uh, over to the blue brand and uh, check out everything that's happening over there. Subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. So I'm going to go with my card from, I guess, the bottom up. Because I kind of wrote this down in order of like importance, even though, of course, I'd probably split it over two nights. So having 15 matches makes it so it wouldn't be a dead even between the two. But then again, you just make one of the matches a little bit longer. And, you know, that's how it works. So the match that I'm the least interested in and the only match that I just I couldn't figure out what to do with these guys based off of the other things that I had been working on is a triple threat. Between Chris Jericho, The Miz, and Seth Rollins. It's really just kind of a way to get them on the card. And there was nothing left for any of them that I felt was good enough. Because, spoiler alert, I was thinking about doing, potentially when I got towards the end here and I couldn't figure out what to do, I was thinking about doing Seth Rollins versus Bam Bam Bigelow. And I thought that it might... Because I, I really didn't have a whole lot of other options. And I was like, well, that could be a fun match. Like, you know, Bam Bam's good in the ring and everything. And Seth Rollins could be... And then I was like, yeah, but I don't care. Like, it, why would that be a match? Whatever. So the more I thought about it, the more I was like, uh, let's do this. Let's do a triple threat. Let's have Jericho be the Y2J type of baby face. He can make fun of the Messiah Rollins character and the A-lister Miz thing. Miz can be like the real weasel of the bunch. It's kind of, it's the absolute weakest thing of the entire card, but I just didn't want to move around anybody else to figure out anything that I liked other than that. All the other matches that I had, I'm like, no, I like that better. So if I can figure out another thing, I might change that down the line or whatever. But so far, at the very least, I couldn't think about that. And I'd probably have the Miz tap out to the Lion Tamer. This match I thought was pretty fun and interesting and just kind of a way to get a bunch of people on the card without doing a battle royal or anything like that. We've got Money Inc., which is made of Ted DiBiase, of course. That damn Ted DiBiase with that watch. Uh, (laughs) Paul Orndorff, Mr. Wonderful. The uh, ace that they've paid for, essentially, to, you know, be the muscle of the group, Psycho Sid. And a heel, Lawrence Taylor, against Team Warrior, which is made up of the Ultimate Warrior, the Scottish Warrior, Drew McIntyre, somebody who knows a lot about combat, Sergeant Slaughter, and from the A team, Mr. T. This is the weirdest match I've got on the card. <laughs> By you far. Mr. T and Lawrence Taylor. You got the celebrity factor. They're balancing each other out and they're not on the same team because then it would be too hard to have two celebrities that like I mean, they did their parts well, but you don't want to have two of them on the same team. So that way the other two wrestlers have to hold down the fort, especially when one of them is the ultimate warrior. And I just didn't like anything that I could put Warrior in other than a Battle Royal or a tag team match because I don't think that he should have a singles match. So I wasn't going to do like Jericho versus Warrior or, you know, uh, 
I like to be perfectly honest, Drew McIntyre right now hasn't gotten to like that legendary type of status as a lot of these other people have. So I wasn't going to prioritize Drew McIntyre in a match. He's just another one of the guys. So this is a match of a bunch of the guys and it's Slaughter and DiBiase kind of like balancing each other out. You've got like uh, McIntyre's holding down the fort in the ring for his team, of course, and probably Orndorff. Uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe Orndorff DiBiase or DiBiase. Yeah. Probably DiBiase more so than anything else would be like the one holding down the fort for their team. Sid, of course, is the big tall guy. So he's the one that's like, if we reach a point where somebody has to be like, brawling on the outside and you know keeping away from everybody else it'll probably be like sid and warrior fighting on the outside and whatever that that'd be kind of fun because imagine psycho sid and ultimate warrior having promos together the madness that would ensue <laughs> you got one just going like from the heavens the airplanes are gonna crash down and, the, and then sid's just like i got half the brain that you do can we do this live <laughs> Just kind of, you know, pure madness, insanity, the gaga, that kind of stuff. Uh, and of course, the babyface team wins. Because why not? Yeah, you got to have like a uh, Mr. T and all them, you know, posing in the ring and being all happy. And maybe they win because Lawrence Taylor turns on the team if you want to make him more of a babyface. But over time, we've seen that might not be the case. <laughs> You knew this match was coming in some fashion. The old big man buffet that I do all the time. The super heavyweight scramble, which is actually just a triple threat. Instead of 15 other people involved in all that. It is Bam Bam Bigelow versus King Kong Bundy versus Yokozuna. And it's basically who's the king of the big men with Yokozuna winning. Because he's, you know, Yokozuna. That's his name. (laughs) Bam Bam's great in the ring. Yokozuna's great in the ring. King Kong Bundy's there. And uh, mostly it's Bigelow versus Yokozuna, a match that I think that might not have been the best match in the world, but, you know, on a marquee, you get these three standing in the ring with each other, and you got somebody like a monsoon being like, there's a whole lot of beef in the ring, you know, like that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. On the spot where they all charge at each other in the center of the ring and yep. <laughs> causes some sort of... Uh... Like uh, and the ring avalanche yeah, type of thing, which causes the ring to break, just them all colliding in the center. Yeah, and then you get like Bigelow does his moonsault, Bundy does like a splash, Yokozuna does the like drop type of thing, or the bonsai drop, or whatever it might be, like all over the place. You know, it's just uh, giant super heavyweights clashing into each other, as Big E says, slapping meat. <laughs> Do that. It's actually quite good. It's like to match so big it registers on the Richter scale. Yeah, like that. You know, it's it's the type of thing that it works so much better in the eighties or early nineties or something. Obviously, now, but you know, the leg slapping era type of thing, people aren't going to be going nuts because they're not doing topes and stuff. Well, I don't know. Maybe somebody could pull it off the way that some of these people are. But yeah, it's self-explanatory. It's just you know, a bunch of big dudes clashing into each other this match i'm actually really uh really into edge versus rowdy roddy piper i think heel edge against edgy hot rod the promos alone are fantastic and you got like 
Piper is the type of guy who, even though he's a babyface, he's going to like rake your eyes and stuff. You got the ultimate opportunist who's trying to cheat in the match and everything. It's like uh, neither is the dirtiest player in the game, but it is kind of like who is the dirtier fighter kind of a scenario. And just let them do their own thing. Let them have full creative control. I wouldn't even tell them what to do. Just be like, you guys figure it out. I'd imagine that would be fantastic. I would like to see it. It was very close to being on my card. I'll say that. Really? I'm saying, uh, yeah, I'm saying similar, but not quite the same. Huh. That's pretty cool. I've got Brock Lesnar versus Batista, the beast incarnate against the animal. It's like uh, I wrote down Godzilla versus King Kong, essentially. And uh, Batista is the baby face here. Lesnar is the heel. And heel Lesnar is somebody who you pretty much protect. So heel Lesnar wins. I like it. Mm-hmm. On a similar boat, this would be on the opposite card, like the opposite night kind of thing. You got Andre the Giant against Big Show. Gonna need a bigger boat. So that's just, uh, come on. You got the giant against the giant. <laughs> you know, it could be like, it's a father and son thing. <laughs> the family affair. Yeah. I, if I could, even though they aren't, they, they don't really kind of count, but they, you know, I mean, they're, they're managers. So if I put them in there, that kind of a thing, um, you put Paul Heyman with big show and you put Bobby Heenan with Andre just to get the talking element of that even better. Yeah, that element actually excites me more. And uh, Andre wins. Because, after all, Big Show would have to be the heel. Unless he's playing, like, you know, Goofy Big Show kind of a thing, which I don't like Goofy Big Show as much. So, Andre wins. He cements himself as the giant, Andre the giant. And Big Show can can play the part of the the one who has to be, like, a crybaby afterward and everything. Dad, never let yeah. me win. <laughs> <laughs> never let me win anything. <laughs> then uh, Andre can give him uh, noogies and be like, ah, you knucklehead. <laughs> never seen that movie, never will. I have a mixed tag team match. Triple H and Stephanie McMahon against Macho Man Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth. Holy shit. <laughs> I did not I, see that coming. <laughs> how is that close to my match? And I can probably just tack that on. Like, wow. Imagine shit. that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's interesting. It'd be, a, it'd be a really good way of getting across it. Savage yeah. is the heel? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Obviously, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon are the heels here because they are, when they're a team and they can do that kind of a thing, like, as far as on screen, I much more prefer Triple H and Stephanie McMahon doing something like that than just kind of being like, oh, we're we're laughing it up kind of a thing. Although that is fun once in a while. But you can't have Miss Elizabeth be a heel in this scenario. So you got, of course... Elizabeth and Stephanie aren't going to be in the match long. They're there to to be like, you know, extraneous and to have their moments here and there or whatever. But uh, Triple H 
he's got the size advantage. Savage has like a finesse advantage. I think that they could put together a hell of a match. I think that Triple H is somebody who puts Randy Savage in an underdog kind of capacity because Triple H is bigger. And eventually, of course, you have Savage and uh, Elizabeth win. Because I'm, you know, I'm much more pro babyface winning on Mania. I've got Lesnar winning and some other people here and there, but uh, babyfaces should win a Mania for the most part. Of course, this match would never happen. <laughs> oh, and, God. Imagine the context that some people would put onto that. Uh, <laughs> we're just talking about that now. The well, few. Yeah. Like, good lord, Tony. That's why I was like, wow. Go right there. As soon as you start working towards that feud, people just go, uh, um. <laughs> you know? You get somebody backstage being like, so, like, why do you guys hate each other? Somebody else is just kind of like, uh, I'm not going to talk about it. Kind of thing, you know? But that get people talking, you know. Get to turn the tables by getting a Triple H to tell Miss Elizabeth to suck it. <laughs> Um, we've got a savage freaking out at Triple H talking with Elizabeth to suck it. That would be one of the best moments just because his facials would just be like, you motherfucker, I'm going to kill you. You could do the whole thing like the, uh, the, the barbecue grill that they had with the X and he could be like, you know, uh, Elizabeth was snapping into my slim gym, but you know what? She really needed a big bratwurst kind of thing, you know? We'll get there. (laughs) We got an Intercontinental Championship match. The workhorse belt gets put on uh, two workhorses here. Daniel Bryan against Chris Benoit. And I know, I know, Chris Benoit. But we're pretending that, obviously, none of that stuff happened. He's a WrestleMania main eventer. Right, yeah. As much as they want to redact it. Look, I struggled a lot. Like, actually, I'll say this. There's a multi-man match on my card that you wouldn't expect because there's so many good, just pure wrestlers on the card that I ended up going, I'm going to have to throw some of these in there. And Brian Benoit was a match I very much considered. And it's another self-explanatory thing. It's just let them wrestle. I was thinking about giving it a submission match. Kind of like stipulation going on, but then I don't think it needs it because they can have more variety if they don't have the, that they have to win by submission type of thing. But I would ultimately have Chris Benoit tap out because he's still Chris Benoit at the end of the day, you know, and uh, Danny Bryan's uh, more of like the baby face that I would want to cheer for. <laughs> so we've got the hardcore legend killer match. It's a match we've seen before, Mick Foley versus Randy Orton, but I think that if you can set it up where you're working into the idea that you haven't necessarily seen it before, you know, you were playing fantasy scenarios here. You've got Randy Orton has Cowboy Bob Orton by his side, and McFoley has Jimmy Snuka by his side. And Randy Orton wins, because can't have all baby faces winning, and Randy Orton... Beating McFoley makes sense in that kind of scenario. Randy Orton is the, the guy that you you give the win to more over a guy like Foley, who's the lovable underdog who comes out short. Not the most inspired match, since we've already seen it before. That's happened here and there, but, you know. I thought about doing some other matches with Foley, and I thought about doing some other matches with Orton. 
none of it clicked. Like, part of the thing I was thinking was like, oh, it would be kind of fun to see what would happen with like Brock Lesnar and Mick Foley. And I'm like, yeah, but really? We really want to see that? Isn't he just going to give them German suplexes? In a, in a different world, I would love to see that match. Like, in a, if the 2002, like, if the Brock that main evented 19 went against the Foley from, you know, when he was headlining, I'd very much want to see that match. I thought about doing Psycho Sid versus Mankind, but I'm like, nah, no. I'll throw Sid in the, the multi-man. Just couldn't think of anything other than that. And I figured, you know what? That's fun. Let's just see a different variety of that. You got the biggest dog in the yard casket match. The uh, Roman Reigns versus Undertaker, but for real, <laughs> you know, not the Undertaker and Roman Reigns match that we got. Hey, uh, this is how in sync we are. I, I have an Undertaker match that also has for real. <laughs> Yeah, give me like Mania 24 Undertaker against current tribal chief Roman Reigns. And I thought about going with the street fight, but then I was like, ah, I got another ODQ match with that uh, Foley match. So let's let's go with casket match. Casket matches are fun. And that's a way that uh, Roman Reigns can lose without taking a pinfall that's... or tapping out. Um, that's so wild how... Like, little elements of our thing click. <laughs> For real. <laughs> I got the two women's matches. One of them is for whatever women's championship, and the other one's for whatever women's championship. And it doesn't really matter. Give them the Raw one, give them the SmackDown one. It's the same thing. So, uh, one of them on one night is Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. And... It's just kind of, I, I didn't like any of the other matches with Rousey to do like Rousey Belair, Rousey Banks. We've already seen Rousey, Becky Lynch. We've seen with the Flair thing. We didn't get the Becky Lynch versus Ronda thing, but I didn't think that that was strong enough because I think that the man thing was kind of like, I got a feeling when she comes back, it's not going to be as big of a deal, kind of. So instead, I've got Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. It's... The man against the boss against the EST. I wish we had more variety of options, but good enough, I think. And uh, yeah. Lynch makes Banks tap out after uh, Banks takes a KOD. So that way, Belair kind of is like, well, I contributed to the finish, but Becky Lynch wins. Sasha Banks loses all these matches all the time. So she taps out because she's like the heel, heel of the bunch. And uh, Flair is the heel and beats Ronda Rousey because you got to have some heels win every once in a while. And Flair is Flair. So, of course, she ends up winning. Not the strongest parts of the card, I'm sure. But it's, you know, I, I'm assuming we're all going to have something pretty similar in some fashion. It's either, you know, it's Ronda against somebody, it's Flair against somebody, it's whatever, you know, that kind of thing. We only have five people to work with, so <laughs> whatever. Um. My two uh, main title matches are for the WWE Championship, AJ Styles against Shawn Michaels. And the Universal Championship is Kurt Angle against Bret the Hitman Hart. Angle is the heel. Uh, Styles is the heel against Babyface Shawn Michaels. The 
difference between these two, it's kind of the like on different nights you'd be able to say this could be the best wrestling match ever. But it's almost in different ways because it's like Styles and Michaels wrestle a different style than Angle and Hart. But you'd be perfectly rational in thinking, well, you know what? They could be the they could be the best. So Michaels beats Styles for the championship by hitting a super kick after Styles goes for the phenomenal forearm. I always love that spot with like the Shelton Benjamin yeah. thing. And the heel Kurt Angle is beaten by babyface Bret Hart. Probably after a scenario of you keep teasing sharpshooter, no, Angle's not going to tap out. Or maybe he taps out when the referee's like not in, you know, uh, he's coherent. And Bret Hart doesn't want to tap out to the ankle lock and whatever. And eventually you do the thing that Bret Hart loved to do in his matches. He wins with. A random roll up or something. Yeah, and he really popularized that random roll up. Yeah, he loved doing that. It's just like, well, I caught you, kind of thing. And then it's that one's the more traditional wrestling wrestling match. So he he wins that kind of way. And our big big match to cap it all off, the four corners icons match. Hulk Hogan in one corner, John Cena in one corner, The Rock in one corner, Stone Cold Steve Austin in the other one. You got some people here that are not the best in the ring and it's all about the picture of the four of them facing each other in the ring and looking around. You got the rock looking left and right. You got Hogan doing the whole, like I'm hulking up brother. You got Cena being like, you know, wow, this is like a a big moment. And you got Austin flipping them all off. Kind of they punch, they kick, they do their shit. You know, everybody milks their moments. Who wins? Sorry. I've got a thing that says who wins. <laughs> well, I'll just read it verbatim. The way I see it, rock slams Austin with the rock bottom. Hits him with the people's elbow. Cena picks Cena up the rock. And then Hogan gets Cena. Gives him an attitude adjustment and a five knuckle shuffle to be like, huh, look at that. I can do it too. Hogan hits Cena with a big boot. Hits him with a leg drop. That's just enough time for Stone Cold to recover, kick Hogan in the gut, nail him with a stunner, and pin him. Austin pins Hogan. Uh, I'll, uh, I like that ending. I just don't like the idea that, like, Austin didn't, you know, he kind of just got rock bottomed and it just got up at some point and got the win. The way I kind of envision that is the amount of time that it takes place for everybody to milk their moment for their different moves, especially the rock bottom and the uh, people's elbow. And uh, I mean, uh, the people's elbow and the five knuckle shuffle is like, all right, that's enough time. Cause then they're like, you know, staring up at the crowd and, and that kind of shit. And everybody's going, Oh my God, he had to move, whatever. And they're not thinking twice about like, Hey, Austin just popped right back up. That's fair. So my difficulty with that is if I split that into two nights, I'm kind of like, all right, well, which one gets the the title match and that kind of a thing. So that's one of the reasons why I was just like, yeah, I'll just leave it. It's like, here's the list of the matches. That's my card. That's a very good card. You have a lot of stuff that I wouldn't have thought about, but I'm really into that. The Triple H, Stephanie, (laughs) great. Um, 
I hate that team warrior, but I also found myself like trying to get everybody on the card and not knowing what to do with a guy like Drew McIntyre. So I get it. Mm. And yeah, I think thumbs up from me, Tony. If I wouldn't have gone team warrior and team money Inc and all that stuff, my other plan was just, all right, everybody goes in battle Royal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's very well put together. The the I mean, I don't have many criticisms at all because to be fair, when we come back to talking about my one, uh, we had a lot of ideas that we kind of uh, shared in in that regard. So it will sound a little bit like um like doing a repeat recording or anything like that because of <laughs> how similar some of these are. But um, one thing that I wouldn't I wasn't too fond of is a fatal four way in the main event. Yeah, I could see why it would be. You got to have a traditional one on one. Yeah, I kind of, I, I, I'd feel like, and it's not, I'm totally against the idea of doing it, especially because it's like the four biggest guys ever. I just feel, yeah, it just, it just doesn't quite feel right that when there's a multi-man match in the main event as often now. And to be fair, that's actually something they do, that's something they lean on a bit too heavily, especially at WrestleMania. So while I do think we have similarities, I would like to go next because I'm typically off the wall with some of this shit as we've seen with the drafts and stuff. So uh, I'll give you my card next. I tried, to, <laughs> I tried to organize this in terms of importance, and then real quickly you realize you're dealing with Hall of Famers, mm. and you can't do too much of that. But I do start the card with Paul Arndorf and Sergeant Slaughter against Sid and Bam Bam Bigelow just because they're there. And Sid and Bam Bam win because I like them as a team. I like that idea. Psycho yeah. and the yeah, like he's got the flames and everything like that. They he wears some kind of flames on his gear. Yeah, and they're very good together, and I can see them being a very dominant tag team. So I went with them. Then there's the four corners over the top rope challenge. Andre, Big Show, Bundy, Yoko. It's it's the big man buffet, you know. It's <laughs> it is what it is. I didn't give Andre and Big Show their own match just because I think. Even in general, like the season has passed where that sounds like it would be special. So I'm going with, okay, they're all big. Let's see if they can get each other over the ropes. Yoko wins because he is legitimately the biggest of the four. He's 600 pounds. So Yoko wins. I've always been a fan of Yoko. Absolutely think this would have been a fun spectacle to watch. Curious, what do they win? if they win anything, because there's been the whole, like, you win some money, you know, the, uh, how much was it? Was it like 10 grand or something? For the one? Uh, I would probably just be like a trophy or, you know, just in general, like, ah, here's a, a feast. You know, you could set Vince McMahon up here <laughs> and the winner gets this lavish feast or something. Just tie like, into the KFC. Or something. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, Yoko would definitely win that for me. <laughs> And immediately, like, right away, you start getting into top-level guys because I got Randy Orton against Roddy Piper. This is simple. Piper, Orton, WrestleMania 1. I just feel like this is the way to go. Almost went with Jericho. Piper instead. I almost went with Randy Orton against Randy Savage. It's... All matches I was thinking about. (laughs) There's so many guys. So Orton wins that because he's the legend killer. And obviously he's the heel. But, you know, sometimes heels got to go up. 
Speaking of heels, got to go up. Hardcore match, Mick Foley against Seth Rollins. Mick Foley is a master at getting young athletic heels over in great hardcore matches. Rollins, as he did the main event, would have been right for the picking with this kind of match. And Rollins does win. There'd probably be like a a curb stomp into some thumbtacks or something really gnarly. You know, like, just real bad. Um... Here is my bathroom break. Miz TV featuring Mr. T and Lawrence Taylor. You're <laughs> not getting me to book the Miz on this card. I looked up and down. I went, this is the best way to get rid of more of the offensive people on this card. Uh, Miz, it can start out with, you know, Mr. T like, hey, I'm an A-lister. I can be on the A-team, you know, something like that. And Lawrence Taylor comes out and they tease fighting each other and then they just beat up the Miz because baby faces and all that i like that idea that's a good way to get the celebrities involved without having them wrestle too yeah i was like there's no way i'm putting them on this card all right ultimate warrior against batista it's not gonna be pretty but it'll be fun (laughs) and they'll shake the ropes it'll be a good time because the ropes match warrior goes over because Gotta have a little bit of realism in there, and Warriors not doing the job for Batista. I I would have a lot of fun watching this, actually, because they're pretty top stars of their era. So <laughs> I'm imagining Batista on the ramp, pretending like he's shooting that Gatling gun, and Warrior running around pretending like he's dodging the bullets. <laughs> They like they have a lot of fun. There's the stupid basketballs don't hold grudges. There's blue tea stuff. Like you can do a lot with the build to this of just funky stuff like that. <laughs> um, Roman Reigns versus The Rock, because mm. when you look at a guy like The Rock, you start to go, do you put him against Austin again? No. Do you put him against Hogan again? No. There's that Michaels match, but. I got another idea for that. And you end up going, all right, I think this would be best played to his strengths. Yes, it's the most realistic one outside of the ones with the women. But I think this plays to the strengths of the character. And I have The Rock going over. So speaking of the women, Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair. The women. The women. Uh, The this is a match that should absolutely headline WrestleMania soon. I think that these two women will have the best chemistry on the mic. I I wanted to do to put Banks in this and give Becky and Ronda their spotlight, and then I thought, you know what? I think this will be a better singles match, as if anybody will ever actually see it. And I went with this, and I went with Charlotte winning because realism, baby. Charlotte goes over. And because we have no concept of time because it's in our imaginations, 60-minute Iron Man match, Bret <laughs> Hart, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan wins, gets the begrudging respect of Bret Hart. I can't imagine any better wrestling match if you take these two guys in their prime. So Hart's the heel? Uh, it'd kind of be like babyface, babyface, but Hart would lean towards heel as he did in the Michaels match. You know, like, he just started working heel because the match was better suited that way. 
Uh, Texas Deathmatch. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Brock Lesnar. Austin wins. Brock Lesnar and Austin never have a match. There's a reason for that. Austin walks out. There, I, again, there's a lot you can do with Stone Cold. But then you just start to go, I think this would be a lot of fun. And I think Brock would have fun bumping around for Austin. I think Austin would have fun throwing down with Brock. And obviously get Heyman involved. He gets soaked with beer. He takes some stunners. He'd have a lot of fun, you know? So then you hit a stretch of seven guys that I'm like, I have so much to do with you. And yet nothing that would really, that hasn't been done before or like I, I would want to see a repeat of. So first you have Kurt, you have uh, Chris Benoit against AJ Styles. I think that match would have been great once upon a time. And yeah, I had the ending here as phenomenal forearm attempt, caught in the cross space, AJ Styles rolls over into the calf crusher. Benoit fights it, fights it, but taps to the calf crusher. AJ Styles goes over on Benoit. Any thoughts? Love to see that match. That'd be great. That would have been that would have been real good. Um, Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah, five guys. DiBiase because Money in the Bank. <laughs> Jericho because he was one of those guys. It's like, oh, I got. I'd like to put you with these this guy and that guy, but I ended up saying Money in the Bank. Drew McIntyre because I legitimately didn't know what to do with Drew McIntyre. And Kurt Angle and Edge. And I've got Edge going over here because I've always enjoyed Edge with the briefcase. And I'm a mark for Edge, and I don't really have to explain that too much because it's fake. DiBiase is not going to pay off somebody to lower that money in the bank thing for him? Come on. That's that's definitely a a (laughs) bit you can try, you know, show Virgil, like, lowering the briefcase and he gets (laughs) ass kicked by, like, he gets claymored for his trouble. But... I, I'm going to go with Edge going over here because I thought Edge was good with that. And you get your main event women's match. Becky, Ronda, Banks. I almost did Becky and Austin against Ronda and Piper. That was almost a match huh. that I had in this card. That's interesting. I didn't think about that. Yeah. And then I went, would it be wrong to say Becky and Ronda Put him with the men. And then I said, I'll just do this match and put Austin with Brock Lesnar. But that was almost a match I did. I think that would be a lot of fun as well. But obviously, Becky goes over here because I think she's the biggest homegrown star of the three. And then we get into the, the two matches where I most line up with Tony. So, Shawn Michaels and Triple H against the Mega Powers. Doing all the things Tony was talking about with like the the sausages, like the making fun of them because they're old and like, you know, oh, what you gonna do, brother? I, I heard Hulk Hogan doesn't have a ten inch penis, but you know what? Triple H just got the like you can do all those bits. And then when Tony said Stephanie and Liz, I went, oh, I can just throw them in there. That's <laughs> amazing because you do DX against the Mega Powers because I think that would have been a fun tag match. 
We've already seen how much fun Michaels and Hogan is. You know, I think they all would work really hard. And again, because realism, Mega Powers go over and they pinch on. Because I doubt Triple H would <laughs> drop it on one, two, three, even though he, he did in the past. Um, and then this one popped me just because Tony has been so similar. My main main event, Undertaker and John Cena for real. <laughs> I I've always wanted to see this match. Like I don't understand how this match didn't get done when they were in their prime and when Cena could have ended the streak and had monster heat. I don't know how they didn't do this match. I still would like to see it even though the ship has long sailed. Obviously, Undertaker goes over, but can you, like, on a real WrestleMania, this match would have been one of the best. There's a lot on your card that we don't currently have a plan to do this. Maybe we will, depending on how long we end up going about doing, like, a, how we do the Mount Rushmore of, like, all right, let's settle on what the thing would be and kind of merge our cards together and figure out one of the super card that we would make or something like that. There's a lot on your card that I would be like, you know what? I'll sacrifice my match for that one in some ways. Like, like, uh, like I didn't think about Austin and Lesnar, for instance. And I, even though I can see the value between how I have Lesnar against Batista, and I'm totally not going to go with your Batista and Ultimate Warrior match. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I could see if we're trying to figure out a way to put Austin somewhere and if we didn't want to do the four corners thing that I've got, I'm like, you know, if we separate them and do all that, I could totally see that being the case. Yeah. That's just like one example. I I really enjoyed this exercise. And it's there's a lot of good WrestleMania inventors, and there's also a lot of oh that guy. <laughs> Austin Days. Yeah. <laughs> The well, the Miz thing, I would I would almost definitely pitch. Okay, well, you know, obviously my match with the Miz is like a nothing match and stuff, and it'd be like, yeah, I think that that works because it's good to incorporate some kind of like a promo segment type of thing as like a little breather. Yeah, and I just thought, how else do you get these two on the these celebrities on the card, and how do you put Miz in a match without going, well, this guy's eating the fall, you know? Like, so I thought this would be better suited for all of them. Cal, any thoughts? It, it's a, it's a very well put together. There's some matches that do make sense in the grand scheme of things that I wouldn't, wouldn't have potentially thought of. Honestly, the one that sticks out to me is one that I think sounds good in theory, but I wouldn't put on WrestleMania is the Mega Powers versus DX. Yeah, that was one of those things that maybe like, You've taken all these four guys where they could be in major spots, but where else do you put a match like this? You know? Mm. And you only get this once. I tried to book, like, a chamber. You know, like, uh, how Tony had the four corners icons. I tried to think, what if I just got, like, the top world champions in a chamber, and it's, you know, a real wrestle wrestling match kind of end, where it's, they're going to step inside this cage. I'd be more up for the DX and Mega Powers thing than, for instance, like the the weak part I think of your card is Orndorff. 
Well, yeah, but like that's literally the throwaway. Like I would have put those two in the Money in the Bank match and taken out like uh, like an angle or somebody and put them somewhere else, kind of a thing. So like I when I wrote it down, I wrote down Chris Van Kurt Angle, and then I said, "Oh, we've seen that a lot. Maybe I'll throw AJ in there." Uh, maybe I'll throw Edge in there. And then I went, uh, Jericho and DiBiase, I don't want to see that match. Um, so I ended up just shifting them around, and I got the combination I got. But that's really hard. There's so many good ones in that in that match. What was your Bret Hart match again? Oh, that was uh, uh, Danny, Iron, Bryan. Iron, okay. Iron, Danny Bryan. Which, that's another one. You know, you got, like, you do Bret and uh, Angle. You can do Bret and AJ. You can do... Just so many. I thought about for a second, like McIntyre, Undertaker, and then I went, I, I love Drew, but best yeah. time card, you're getting you're getting thrown in an, a multi man. Mm. But thank you. I, I thought this was a lot of fun. And whoever sponsored this on the the Patreon thing, I really enjoyed that. Oh, this isn't a sponsored one. <laughs> well was it wasn't this a suggested one? Isn't that how we got the idea? Oh, wait. Yeah, it might have been. Uh, this yeah, isn't officially a, a pick or poison, though. I think we just kind of came back to this idea, just being like, yeah, we do yeah, like we that. We liked it and decided, yeah, we'll do it at one point. Yeah, it might have been that. Actually, I don't remember for sure. If it, if it is, then well, you know, thank you, too. Marco, thank you. Yeah. Marco or somebody. Yeah, I don't remember 100% for sure. To Callum, hit us with your card. Uh, okay. There's going to be some similarities from both of your ones, but a few differences. So. Let's let's see how it goes. So night one of the two night uh, super fantasy mania. Um, essentially starts. I, I'll I'll say right off the bat, there is one multi man tag team match on on both of my cards. There's one triple threat match, and all of the rest are singles matches. Because even though I'm a big advocate of tag team wrestling, none of these people are really tag team guys. So I thought you got to kind of just do singles matches with them. They're too good to just put into tag team matches. But the people that aren't good enough to avoid the tag team match are essentially what I'm calling the others tag multi-man tag team match. <laughs> people who are, who are WrestleMania main eventers in name only. So, well, I mean, that's unfair on a couple of them, but, you know, it's, it's just people that I didn't really feel particularly interested in thinking about who they could go in, in singles matches. So on the heel side of this 10-man tag, is Ted DBRC, King Kong Bundy, Yokozuna, The Miz, and Lawrence Taylor. Essentially just a big heel collective of big guys, all under Ted DBRC's money. You could have, like, The Miz, maybe as Ted DBRC's understudy at this point in time, just trying yeah. to weasel his way in, and Lawrence Taylor's, like, the big sports star they've brought in. Against a team of rough and ready... I guess Warriors is probably the best way of putting it because of the way that Tony's done it as well, because he's involved in it. It's led by Sergeant Slaughter because I feel it's like they could do some sort of like army vibe attached mm. to it. Sergeant Slaughter, The Ultimate Warrior, Bam Bam Bigelow, Paul Orndorff, and Mr. T. See, so yeah, I put Paul Orndorff on this side because not many people know this, is that Paul Orndorff was once a major baby face in WWE. He was second only to Hulk Hogan. In yeah. the pecking order. No, I, I did. That's kind of like, that was my vibe as well. Yeah. Because it's just yeah, him and Slaughter. I like... That. I like that a lot. I can't believe I'm the only one that put Warrior in a singles match. <laughs> I can't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if I could have left him off, I would have done. So that's 
Like, if I get rid of him and get rid of the Miz entirely, I would have done that completely right off the bat. But maybe you could do, maybe you could just have a, an eight-man tag and just have a Miz Ultimate Warrior segment where they both get crushed under the <laughs> under a Tron or something. Crush yeah, us in a WrestleMania main event, though. It wasn't even clear to me <laughs> that you didn't, have champions, to, well. you didn't have to use all of them until Tony started talking. Where he was like, you know, let's just see what we came up with when we had all these options. It wasn't if I'd have known, I could have left some people off. Maybe like a Miz wouldn't have been on the card at all. But I liked that match a lot. I would have felt like I'd failed if I hadn't have put all of them on the card. That's fair. Yeah, I felt the need to because I was like, even at the even if I needed to, if I would have had some kind of a battle royal and I had a whole bunch of the big guys and I still had like one somebody like Seth Rollins left, I'd have been like, uh, okay, uh, let's go with like the Miz being in there because he's the guy that's like, oh, I could beat all these big guys, you know, like that kind of thing or something. But like, so you don't really don't feel Seth Rollins, huh? Because I keep noticing that you're putting him in that like, I had no idea what to do with him. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm not like Rollins is great in a lot of ways, but when you put him in a list with Piper and The Rock and Austin and Styles and Angle and Hart and Undertaker and all that, that I'm like, then he's on the same level as like McIntyre for me. Where I'm like, look, they're great for what they are, but at the same time, low priority. Rollins is quite an interesting one for this list as well because his WrestleMania main event status is that he was in one match of three minutes that he wasn't in at the start of it. Right. So, so it's interesting that he just snuck his way into this entire thing in the first place. Like, but, I'll I'll bring up this as if we decide to do that. I don't know if you guys are going to be up for it or not, but the whole like merging the cards thing. But I I really like this DiBiase Money in the Bank ladder match type type of thing. Rollins to me is a guy that like guaranteed goes in there instead of being elsewhere. That kind of deal. We, we might be able to do that. I don't know if we'll be able to agree on it as well, but yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Well, we'll probably try to uh, record that after like a little separate thing and see if it ends up working and if it ends up being like, you know, well, not, nothing ends up working out, then we'll be like, okay. You know. Well, to be fair, I have, I have plenty of crossover in yeah. some aspects, but... Anyway, um, continue. Anyway, uh, something that is something that people probably wouldn't expect from me, I don't think people would expect me to put Psycho Sid in a singles match. <laughs> nope, I wouldn't have expected that. So, first blood match. Psycho Sid against Drew McIntyre. <laughs> because All I right. think they would beat the fucking shit out of each other. Scottish Psychopath against Psycho Sid? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's Psychopath against Psycho Sid. And I just, I just thought, yeah, these are two huge dudes. I could see them having a pretty fun first blood match. Get a pair of scissors out there. I feel like that's one of those matches that if it was real... I'd be sitting here on this podcast like, that's the one I'm looking forward to. Yeah. That's going to be so much fun. And you guys be like, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> well, I, I put it on the card, so I would be somewhat excited about it. Oh, I'd, I'd be down for sure. Yeah. Um, next, I have um, something that I think we've banded around, but no one's actually done it until I've come around. Uh, Roddy Piper versus Chris Jericho. I feel yeah. I had to put Chris Jericho in a singles match because I've... Jericho's so wildly mispositioned. Like for somebody who's had such an enormous impact on the business, I feel like he deserved to have not just be thrown into a multi-man match. Then I thought the match with Piper, they could do the, the shtick that I wanted to see more of really in the Jericho MJF match from a couple of um, months ago, which was essentially them just out healing each other for the entire match. Like my uh, my Edge and Piper thing. 
yeah, pretty much, pretty much the same way. And Piper would be obviously more, lean more towards the babyface side because people, it's like he'll be the more of the veteran in the same way that Ric Flair cheats in his match, but we let him slide because it's Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, two matches that are basically taken from, well, not taken from Tony's one. I came up with them as well, but like they're they're, yeah. they're shared on Tony's <laughs> one. Uh, Big Show versus Andre Giant because of course the two giants. The two people that are known probably most as being the Giants in WWE clashing just for the spectacle of two seven foot tall guys staring off like the crowd would go crazy for that. Just just them staring at each other. The match will be shit, but, you know, that's that's <laughs> beyond the that's besides the point. And then a match that definitely wouldn't be shit as well. But uh, Daniel Bryan versus Chris Benoit. I just felt they had the most. Essentially, I was left at one point with four guys, not left with four guys, but four guys that I was completely banding around like, what am I going to do? Kurt Angle, Bret Hart, Daniel Bryan, and Chris Benoit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I just thought, okay, these are probably maybe pound for pound outside of a few other ones. They're the best technical wrestlers on this entire list. So they have to be involved with each other in some way. So I decided to pair them off because out of all of them, realistically, actually, the only matches that we've seen of all of them is Chris Benoit versus Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit versus Bret Hart. Right. So that kind of just left him with Daniel Bryan instead, which is a shame because my initial thought is I really wanted to see Daniel Bryan versus Kurt Angle. That's all... that's the issue with it because you go like, oh, Daniel Bryan angles great. Daniel Bryan uh, Benoit is great. Daniel Bryan Hart's great. So you're like, okay, well then I got to book somebody other than Bryan, and he's he gets the other one. Yeah. And then you go, well, I've seen Angle Benoit. So then I've seen Angle or I've seen Benoit Hart. Right, right. I'm actually yeah, bringing that. Yeah, I thought yeah, so. Yeah. Um, the Owen Hart tribute match. Yeah. So then it becomes, so if Benoit's worked with the other two and he hasn't worked with Brian, then it's by default Brian Benoit because you haven't seen Angle Hart. That's how the same way that I got to that. Yeah, I did. I did when I approached him, I tried to think of a lot of matches, not in all circumstances, but a lot of matches that we just haven't seen before. So And there's so like that's... Brian and Michaels and Hart and uh angle or like you know i mean like there there's there's ways to get around some of the little things here and there and styles against benoit or you know like yeah absolutely and and also there's the coalescence in the fact that they both use variations across faces for as their main mm-hmm. submission so there's a bit of a parallel there who are uses on headbutt as well brian wins i assume yeah i haven't really decided on like a load of winners if i had to decide like the babyface team wins the uh tag match um, I'd have Andre beat Big Show because why not? Uh, Drew beat Psycho Sid. I'd have Piper beat Jericho. And yeah, I'd have Brian probably beat Chris Benoit. Seems to make the most sense. Uh, triple threat match: Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair. Because I was not being robbed of the Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey match, and so these were the other three women <laughs> left. To see. But it would still be a, it would still be a very very good match between these three. Of course, like, yeah, that's exactly what I did. That's why I was like. Okay, you you got to play around with these. It sucks that there's only five. Because once you get there, you're just like, uh, I wish there's one more. Right. Like <laughs> one more could change every aspect of that. Yeah, and it would be a case of Charlotte Flair's main heel, obviously. Sasha Banks is the tweener one, and Bianca's the main baby face. I'd have Bianca win because the other two have had enough spotlight and Bianca should get another big WrestleMania moment by beating both of them. Uh, Rock versus Roman Reigns. Damn right. Because 
it's the only one that we realistically probably have a chance of seeing in the future. Well, maybe there's a couple of other ones, but that's kind of the big one that we'll potentially see even as soon as next year or the year afterwards, because it's the the family aspects of it. It's just the head of the table storyline. Rock's there to basically try and put the the kibosh on Reigns's reign of terror as the like the head of the Samoan dynasty. Basically, to prove who's top of it, and I would have Roman win because I've had a lot of baby faces win because that's the way that you go. And I think Roman is someone who has would benefit more from beating the Rock than the Rock would, even if it was like the Rock of like prime Rock that would benefit from beating Roman Reigns. Much better than Pet Rock. Mm, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then main event of night one: Hulk Hogan versus The Undertaker. For Ooh. real. because the only time we actually saw that well to be fair we saw this match twice once when undertaker was just in the business and obviously he won the w championship obviously i had that match like twice but undertaker was fresh and new and he was like just seen as oh it's one of those monster of the months type thing for hulk hogan and the only other time was when hulk hogan was way past his prime and the undertaker was in one of the worst gimmicks of his entire career yep so instead we'd have like true red and yellow Hulk Hogan trying to beat the Undertaker and take the streak. I would have Undertaker be the heel in this match. I know Undertaker has hysterically been uh, more of a baby face, but you can defend his streak as a heel. And Hulk Hogan would be one of the world champions if you're going to have like, a two world champion thing, title against streak. And, hmm. Deciding on a winner would be difficult here. It's kind of like what's something that you just feel in the mood of the day, what you're going to go with. I'd probably have Undertaker win because it's night one as well. And so you'd have maybe more of the baby face thing happen on night two. So you can kind of get away with having a heel win in the top one. And I feel like the streak is more valuable to maintain for someone else going forward than it would be to have Hulk Hogan just take it. Even though Hulk Hogan would definitely want it. <laughs> so- so we move on to night two. Uh, Edge versus Seth Rollins. Yep, that's a match I'm definitely talking about. It's a match that definitely could still happen, and it's a match that I think there's a lot of similarities between the two of them in their kind of ultimate opportunistic ways of Seth Rollins breaking up the shield in order to try and get his dreams come true and Edge turning his back on the fans and that elevating him forward. Have Edge be more of like the savvy veteran in this one, trying to... Maybe not correct Seth Rollins, but saying that he sees a lot of himself in Rollins, but he still has a lot to prove himself. And so, yeah, I think that the similarities between these two in their uh, character arcs would carry this story over pretty nicely. Uh, match, again, again, some, I, I guess I'll say these three matches because they're essentially the same as in Tony's card as well. Uh, Randy Orton, Mick Foley, hardcore match. Because that match is fucking awesome. It's the best match in Randy Orton's career in my in my book. And so I want to see it again. You know, I almost went with Mick Foley, Randy Orton, because it was just like, it, it, Callum's right, it's a very good match. And then I just said, well, since we've seen it, I'll put Seth Rollins in that position. What yeah, was your Orton match again, was... Rob? Uh, my Orton match was Piper. Okay. That works as well. Yeah, I, I wanted to, in most cases, try and just come up with matches that we hadn't seen before, but I just thought, I don't really have... Honestly, the more difficult one was finding a place for Randy Orton because I'm not the biggest Randy Orton fan, as we've uh, established a long time, many times on this uh, podcast. So I couldn't find any match, realistically, that he hasn't either already had 
or one that I was particularly interested in. You wouldn't be just... interested in an Orton Savage match? Like, that was the one I was going to do. No, because Orton would bring it down. And that's, like, my mindset going into it. Just, what match would Randy Orton ruin for me? <laughs> it's just like... Because he would just... Okay, oh, this match is going pretty well. Oh, he's got a headlock on for about 10 minutes now. It's going to just uh, slow things down. Yeah, Orton's I'd... definitely more fun in the the no card uh, no card no dq kind of stipulation for sure yeah yeah i thought they'd have a good retread of the hardcore match with randy orton being a bit more veteran savvy to him and yeah i just think that both of them in their prime would have an even better hardcore match than they did with randy orton at his, at his younger age uh brock lesnar versus batista in an mma rules match Ooh. Because they're both MMA fighters. Well, at least they, at least Batista pretended to be for a little while. And so I think they could do that in some sort of, do some sort of Otcon style setting. Obviously, it's still scripted pro wrestling, but you have them just battle it out with each other in, in that style because it's a bit, it's something a bit different on the card rather than just having another yeah. straight singles match between the two. And I'd have Lesnar winning the Otcon. That's uh, more like uh, the marquee has something special to it for sure. Oh, yeah, so in previous ones, I'd have Seth Rollins beat Edge and I'd have Randy Orton beat Mick Foley. But yeah, I think Brock Lesnar would do pretty well carrying Batista through an Octagon style fight instead. Plenty of probably blood and smashing against the cage and all that stuff. Uh, Kurt Angle versus Bret Hart. Because it's Kurt Angle versus Bret Hart. There's not really not much else you really need to say about that. They're probably, I know Kurt Angle spoke so many times about how he wanted to have matches with Bret Hart. And obviously that just wasn't possible post 2000. So. But I, I think it would be, yeah, just an excellent match between the pair of them. And I'd probably have Brett win that one just because get the baby face over. He could do some sort of cool spot where he reverses the ankle lock and you feel like he's just about to tap, but he gets him into the sharpshooter from that position. And Angle eventually taps. Um, AJ Styles versus Triple H. Yeah, I hope we get to see it. Because I think that... There's, I mean, there's two reasons. One, Triple H will always want to have one of the longest matches on the card. That's saying that it's basically out of your control. So who do I trust to have a really long match with Triple H and it to be really good? AJ Styles. And I think AJ is someone that could work well with Triple H because he can bump well for him. He's the smaller guy, so Triple H can demonstrate his power over him throughout it. I think that I think that you, can, you can tell a good story about how maybe you could build a whole narrative even though it's not true about the idea that Triple H never wanted AJ Styles in WWE that's why he never came to NXT like he bypassed him that sort of thing he was somebody that was maybe you could say politicking behind the scenes to try and keep AJ in the quote-unquote minor leagues and he never thought that he'd be able to make the step up so maybe you could build a story around that and have AJ win in that regard uh, Ronda Rousey Becky Lynch probably the biggest women's match you could potentially do WrestleMania. I know I understand Tony saying that when Becky comes back, the match wouldn't be as big of a deal, but I can do it at a time when Becky Lynch is a big deal. Right, it's fantasy. At any point in their history. So I would do it at, basically at WrestleMania 35, where they both were at that point in time, because it would have been a bigger match than adding Charlotte Flair to it. So it's a shame that they didn't just add Flair to. What was the other match? Uh, there was no other match. They gave her the belt. Because oh yeah, she was the yeah she was the SmackDown Women's Title Champion as well. So yeah, there wasn't actually the only other women's match was, it was that um, the Battle Royale. Was it, it just the Battle Royale? Was a, were the tag titles involved? They weren't no, created at that point did. yet. Oh, that's right. They yeah. did do a tag, no, they did do a tag title match. It was oh yeah, that Beth, total four way tag match. Natty, Iconics, yeah. and Tamina and Nia. 
and uh, Boston Bears. And, you yeah, can't really and they had a winning battle royal as well. Yeah, so. yeah Flair could have been in the battle royal. You know. Come on, Tony. Like, yeah, she could have won the battle royal. Realism, Tony. I mean, I mean, well, no, she should have just faced Oscar for the women's title at WrestleMania. Yeah. But, you know. Um, but, yeah, we're digress for that. It's just that Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch, if they're both at like, their hottest periods in WWE, then that would be just... It, it wouldn't even need to be particularly great. Just people would be clamoring to see that match. Uh, Randy Savage versus Shawn Michaels. I thought about it. It's a, it's a I mean, I, I did it, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a it. match that they kind of, like, danced around for a while, and I don't know whether they actually end up... I think they had some singles matches, but this, that was probably a point where Shawn Michaels was really, really early on in his WWE career, and Savage was past his peak to an extent. So putting them together both in their primes, I think that the way that they both approach match layout and development, especially Savage, with how fastidious he is about everything, it could turn out to be like just a really, really fun, well put together match. So, and I'd probably have, I'd probably have Michaels go over. I'd I'd have Savage probably play. Actually, it's weird. I'd almost have them both. I have it babyface, babyface, and then they both do heel tendencies during the match because they both can play heel pretty well. So I'd probably do things where maybe each of them get the heat by doing some sort of small heel thing. And then you eventually have it eventually ends with like Michael's winning and then they show respect to each other in that regard. You know, what's funny about the way that this is working. I'm like, I'm trying to categorize these in my head. We've got, uh, I've got Michael's and styles, triple H and Savage. Rob's got triple H and Michael's against Savage and Hogan. And you've got styles and triple H and then Michaels and Savage. So we've got Triple H, Michaels, Savage, and Styles all kind of <laughs> merging again, like that uh, Angle and um, Hart and Benoit and Brian thing. I think we actually could figure out a combo card. Um, I'm going to put a pin in that. <laughs> what, I, what I love is that I literally merged your matches. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> and... Then the main event of night two and the main event overall is John Cena versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, because uh, I think Stone Cold Steve Austin is the absolute antithesis of everything that John Cena stands for. <laughs> Absolutely. As a top, and they're both top baby faces at different times, but Austin was a completely different baby face to John Cena. And John Cena is really, out of the two of them, he is the quote-unquote baby face because he's the guy that always follows the rules. He tells people to never give up, to... Um, just fight harder and all this other stuff. Whereas Steve Austin is just a guy who will kick you in the dick if even if he doesn't know you and stuff like that, and will drink beer over your fallen body and stun you, whoever you are, if you're in his way. And and in this match, Steve Austin will be the babyface because the crowd hates John Cena, mm-hmm. and Cena will try and wrestle his way, and uh, the crowd will still chant for Austin instead. Cena will eventually get pissed off and start cheating, so he'll play he'll play subtle heel. He won't like turn full heel like following this match or anything like that but he'll play the heel in this match just playing to the crowd taunting them because Cena can do that and he can do that really well we saw that saw that ECW one night stand so he can do that side of if he if he needs to and then Stone Cold Steve Austin eventually stuns him gets the victory because I think Stone Cold should win that match but I I just felt those two were just so polar opposites that I thought yeah that's the kind of match that I want to see at the end of it like two Two people that people could kind of side with one or the, over the other, depending on your preference. But 
realistically, you just have the end shot of Stone Cold Steve Austin drinking beer over St- John Cena's fallen body. And I think most people would really like that as an ending of WrestleMania. I'd go an extra step here. This is for the Universal Championship. Because it's the two figureheads of the quote-unquote WWE universe. So... Yeah, that'd be good. So here's what's interesting to me. We all understood that John Cena should be in the overall main event of WrestleMania. And I yeah. believe he's only headlined Mania four times. How many is uh, Reigns at at this point? Like six? So Reigns headlined every WrestleMania from WrestleMania 31 to WrestleMania 35 and then WrestleMania 37. No, no, WrestleMania 34 and then WrestleMania 37. So it's five, I'd imagine, at that point then. And Hogan's at... He faced uh, Lesnar, Triple H, Undertaker, Lesnar, and then this uh, triple threat match with Edge and Brian. Hogan's at one, two, three, about eight, I think. four... No, not four. Uh, one, two, three, five, five six, seven, six, seven, eight, eight, nine, technically, and nine, nine. Yeah. Yeah. So that's eight. Mm. And you would think with John Cena being on top for longer than any babyface that he would have the most headlining matches, but he's only ever headlined four times, and they're really spread apart. Yeah. It's um. So it's 22, 23, and then I think it's so 27. 20, oh, no, it's 27. Oh, no, that's right. He's the 05 because he got the Miz. Oops, yeah. I the Miz. 27, 28, and 29. So he doesn't mean batches. Hmm. But, but yeah, I, I thought that I thought this is I mean, mainly due to the Austin factor. I just thought, who would I most like to see Austin face? And there's a lot of people. Like, he'd have a good match with The Undertaker, but we have seen a lot of matches with him and The Undertaker. The Hogan one did strike my mind, but I just thought Cena would be a better match than Hogan and Austin. That's fair. And I, uh, I feel like Cena is almost more of a... Because Hogan wrestled as a heel for a lot of his time as a babyface regardless, so I thought Cena was more of an antithesis, really. I think we can do this merge card thing. What I'm going to do... Is I'm going to uh you're you, when you're listening to the podcast and you're watching the video you're gonna see a little bit of a cut here I'm gonna um switch things over and on the YouTube side of things I'm gonna make this where it'll be a video where you can I mean obviously it's it's a video because it's on YouTube but it'll be where you can see a spreadsheet we're gonna get our cards we're gonna write them down and we're gonna show like a, a spreadsheet of the options and we're gonna do this because I think I don't think that this is gonna be all that hard actually. I'm I'm thinking that we've got a lot of crossover things where 90% of the card is already kind of figured out. So uh, if you are on the audio only portion, obviously you can't see that because it's audio only. That's kind of the whole point. But we will obviously tell you what's going on. We're not just going to be like this. All right. See everybody. That kind of thing. So uh, stay tuned for just a second. We will be right back. All right, so as you can see here on the screen right now, I've got the card. It's a little sloppy right now, but, you know, whatever. Um, copied and pasted some ideas here, and we're going to try to figure out our two-night, because it's definitely two-night kind of card. Um, again, apologies if uh, I'm bouncing around and it's a little confusing how we're going to do this, but this is how this is working out in my brain. Um, and I'm not going to make it official until we go through some of these things. But uh, one of the things I'm thinking, of course, is... We've got um, Kurt Angle versus Brett. 
And we've got, where is it on here? Uh, Kurt Angle versus Brett. We've got Benoit Styles. Styles, Triple H. This whole setup that I was talking about before with like, you got Savage and Michaels. Uh, you got um, Styles and Michaels there. Triple H and Stephanie. Savage. That kind of deal. And where is uh, where's the other one on Rob's? Uh, I'm blanking on where it is. Uh, Brett and Daniel Bryan, right there. And your Michaels match. Where's your Michaels match? On me. On Rob's. Mega Power thing. Okay. So, with those in mind, I'm just gonna copy and paste these down here. Oh, of course, it doesn't want to do it. Fine. <laughs> Defeats the whole purpose of me doing that whole thing. Here's what I'm kind of thinking. Um, Brian and Benoit go into that mix. Kurt Angle and Bret Hart go into that mix. We end up with um, Styles, HBK, Triple H, Savage, Hogan as an outlier on Rob's. And I think that that covers the, that whole group of people other than uh, Elizabeth and Stephanie, right? Pretty much, yeah. So then I would think that that would be Savage, Stephanie, Triple H, Elizabeth, the opposite. You know, this uh, this match. And then you've got the, uh, the HBK and Styles. Now, yeah, Styles, Styles is on your card where? Triple, against Triple H. So... Styles Triple H, Macho Man Triple H, Styles HBK, that kind of thing. What are you thinking about that? We obviously we can go around and we can change some of things with this, but I mean I'm I'm fine going with that combination just because I was close to putting AJ versus Shawn Michaels on there. I just went with Shawn as Savage because I prefer that match in general. But if you add the elements of Stephanie and Elizabeth into it, then it's better to have that as a a mixed tag. What do you think, Rob? I thought we lost you there for a second. I thought you got all, you know, uh, the Spectrum Gods took you off again or something. But no. no I, I agree with that. I think that's a, a very good way of looking at it. And it still has great representation across both of our, or all three of our cards. I like that setup. So that, out of that mix, um, let me uh, put these in red. I'll, I'll use mine as like a judge mark for some of these things. That kind of takes out everybody except for Hogan for that whole group. Um, and then we'll come back around to this uh, this Hogan type of thing. For the women, we've got Flair, Rousey, Banks, Becky, Belair, all like we only have those options. So yeah. um, between them in different combinations. Right. Between that, that, um, where is. Uh, the other one, right Rousey there, and then you got uh, Becky on that one. You got Bianca on that one. Um, the next easiest thing to to group around would be that sort of thing. Yeah, um, it's it's it, it's all though because we all have them in different. Yeah, we would just, we would just have to kind of decide on how we would do those. Um, Flair Rousey. 
Bianca, Charlotte. So you got we got two Rousey singles matches, one Rousey in the in the triple threat, two Flair singles matches, one Flair in the triple threat. Banks is definitely in the triple threat. She's in triple threat for all of us. So one of them is Banks versus blank versus blank. And the other one is either Flair or Rousey. If not both Flair and Rousey, and then doing the same kind of setup that I've got going on here. Um, Bianca Charlotte. Um, so, hmm. Banks definitely in the triple threat. We got Becky is only in... Uh, no, Becky's in two with the triple threat. Huh. How you guys thinking? Um, we kind of have I like a little bit of a split here. I, I think it tends to balance out mathematically to the same as mine. Yeah, but I completely disagree with you. Like, so, so I, I right, I mean, it, so, it doesn't... I'm so vehemently against it just because we've already seen Charlotte there versus Ronda Rousey in a singles match before. Yeah, it, it doesn't... The math doesn't mean it necessarily has to go that way. I think if we were going to vote, I feel most comfortable with Becky and Ronda as a single and then just doing the triple threat with the other three, even though I know it's not how I had it personally, I think that's the way it should be. Yeah. I understand the fact that Charlotte has been putting two singles matches and then do, do, but to me, I kind of feel that I'd be okay with Gallums. Yeah. I mean, I, I just feel like it's pushing the, it's more pushing the Charlotte narrative rather than it's actually saying, which is the more exciting match on the marquee. I'm not saying that, that their match would necessarily be much better, but to be fair, everyone at one point was clamoring to see Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. And I kind of feel like if anyone should be in the singles match, even though she's not as featured as heavily as the other ones in other places, I think Becky's really the one to be in the singles match over everyone else. So then that takes out... That's already almost an entire night's worth. <laughs> see, I, thought yeah. that that, I thought that it was going to be one of those things where it's like, you know, this actually might not be all that difficult based off of some of the things that we're doing here. Um, so Benoit and Styles on your side is taken care of. The Mega Powers is taken care of, except for Hogan. Hogan's an outlier on this side of things. Um, you both have Roman Reigns against The Rock. Yeah. I've got Roman Reigns against Undertaker, but I would be totally fine with having... This is going to kind of spoil a little bit of what we're going with here. I would be totally fine with going Roman Reigns versus The Rock... Hulk Hogan versus Undertaker. John Cena. John Cena against Stone Cold. Yeah, because that's... Yep. That, one, that's how Callum completely had it. And if you split the difference with your match... And Cena and Undertaker up. and... Yeah, I had Cena Undertaker, so I think that works. And that takes care of Hogan, Cena, Rock, Austin... Uh, Roman Reigns and Undertaker, right? Yeah. Six people that you can get rid of straight away. So that gives us... This isn't in any kind of particular order, but Undertaker... Oop, Underk. <laughs> versus Hulk Hogan. Uh, I'll come back to that again with a little stipulation, too. Um, John Cena versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. The Rock versus Roman Reigns. And then 
we'll come back to stipulations and stuff. Um, Can I add something that I want to put in the overarching thing? Because I think it's the best way that, we, that someone's applied them. I think we should have the Miss TV segment. I really like the Miss TV yeah. segment, 100%. Yep. I think that that's best uh, include uh, the way to include the Miz in there. I think that that's a, a difference maker of a lot of things. Yeah, 100%. I can live with my stamp being I'm good at the sports entertainment shit. <laughs> I also think with the Brock Lesnar thing, since we have this Stone Cold versus Brock Lesnar thing taken out there, we've got Batista versus Brock Lesnar in two of these. So we go with the MMA rules version of it. Yep, we can do that. Brock Lesnar versus so that, Batista. That takes those two out of the equation. So you've got Warrior versus Batista in your singles match, Rob. And to yeah. be honest, I'm totally fine with not having a Warrior in a singles <laughs> match. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, I can live with that the entire way. I mean, I, 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 out of all the ones that have that sort of combination, I kind of like Tony's eight-man tag thing going on. But see, that also is so, like, you can switch a couple things around. Wait, wait it's now so. six-man tag. You've, just, you've taken out Taylor and Mr. T. Right, yeah. So, um, here's uh, here's another thing I think we can kind of... Maybe we don't necessarily decide on this right now, but uh, so we've got Foley against Orton, Foley against Orton, Foley against Rollins, Orton Piper, Edge Piper, Piper Jericho. I think we kind of all agree Piper's in a singles match against somebody, but that one we have to kind of put a pin in. So we can kind of go like Roddy Piper versus question marks. Mick Foley is in a hardcore match. Yeah. And... Foley versus, let's just put the question marks for now, probably Randy Orton. And if we're going with Randy Orton and McFoley, then you might as well throw in Snook and Cowboy Bob Orton. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think based on the things we've got across here, because we've got the idea that we want to put Piper in a singles match and McFoley in a singles match, and both me and Rob have um, Rollins in singles matches as well. And I think I think realistically, the ones that have the most crossover between all of them is Piper Jericho, uh, Orton, Foley, Edge, Rollins, like the one that I've got on there. Yeah, I wouldn't think Edge and Rollins is good enough on their own. Um, I would think more Edge, Piper, Jericho, Rollins. But I think the reason... Ooh, so you have Jericho Piper, you have Edge Piper, huh? Because you take the Miz out of this one for me, and it's Jericho Rollins, Edge Piper. I just don't think it's... I think they're... I, again, I just don't like multi-man matches to be non-WrestleMania at this... Especially if we're doing a fantasy card for WrestleMania. I wouldn't put any fatal... Any, any ones that we can avoid. Oh, no, I'm talking two, two, two singles matches. Edge versus yeah. Piper, Jericho versus Rollins. So I, I, I Jericho do, Rollins. Yeah, I would do Jericho Piper. Ed I think Jericho's Ed biggest Rollins. Edge. I think Jericho's bit. Yeah, I think Jericho's biggest Edge. I think he matches up to Piper better than Edge does. Yeah. 
and then if we did that, then that would end up. Let's see, we'd end up. I understand where you're kind of those ones. Up. I just think that I think if you use the Jericho now, or the Jericho that's basically like the top guy in a promotion against Piper, that's a bigger match. And Ed versus Rollins is kind of it's again, it's more undercard really, but it's but it has the advantage of being a match that we haven't actually seen before. I'd be okay with that because Rollins came in pretty pretty like was it like a year or so after Ed retired. Yeah, I mean, it would certainly wouldn't be a bad match. Like, uh, it sounds like I'm kind of anti-Rollins here. Definitely not. Just uh, he's lower on the card for some of the things that I got going on here. So I'd be okay with that. Let's go uh, Piper versus Jericho. Edge versus Rollins. Foley and Jimmy Snuka against Cowboy Bob Orton and Rob. Uh, and not Rob. Uh, and Bob. Robbie Orton. <laughs> you know? I mean, we, two two of us have got Andre versus Big Show, and Rob has Andre and Big Show in a over the top rope challenge match. That's where I think if we wanted to kind of consolidate, we could kind of do because I've got the Bam Bam King Kong Bundy Yokozuna thing. If we've got those two, and then we've got the over the top rope uh, thing going on here, and we've got Big Show Andre whatever. One thing we can agree on, Ultimate Warrior is a, a, a one that's we haven't figured out for like Rob's side of things. Um, Bam Bam's in this match. I don't think anybody's gonna um, have like a guaranteed singles match kind of thing with like uh, Orndorff or uh, you know King Kong Bundy or something like that. So we do kind of have this this multi man tag team thing, but we also have this potential toss all the big men together type of thing. And we could put like an ultimate warrior in with the big man type thing too. Cause he's a big guy. It's just not quite well, I the, think, the giant thing. I think what we're looking at now is like two multi-man matches with one with like this, this big man buffet thing that we want to try and push down. And I think we should lean into Rob's idea of doing some kind of money in the bank match. I like the money in the bank, Ted DiBiase being involved, and you can put in like I think that McIntyre type of Orndorf. things and yeah. Orndorff and all that. Yeah, I don't know about Slaughter being in there, He's a big dude. But you could put him in the big one. I'd rather him be in one of those multi-man matches than anything else, for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I'd say that you're looking at a Money in the Bank featuring because you want to have at least five people in there. So let's say you've got DiBiase, um, Orndorff. McIntyre, Slaughter. And then I think you also put Psycho Sid in that one as well, because I know Psycho Sid could probably go. Actually, either Psycho Sid or Warrior should go in that one as well. Maybe yeah. both of them, actually. Because the, the other guys are kind of like more giant guys. Andrew. You kind of fit bigger lot. <laughs> ah, why am I typing Andrew? Because <laughs> those guys are kind of more just like huge men in terms of just like both size and weight. Uh, so, whereas Sid and slaughter. Warrior are a bit more just like more muscle more muscle bound type in. They're they're lean but they're really tall. We're kinda is this uh a new warrior. Is this is how a warrior, yeah. Uh 
Let's put him under here. Let's move Warrior. And six people. Six people is like the traditional money in the bank side of it. So if we put all those six on one side into the money in the bank and the other five into some sort of like five man battle royal over the top challenge or something like that. We're not missing anybody other than because this would be covering all these people, right? Yeah, I mean, realistically, you could do something where if you wanted to just keep the, like the four of them in terms of Yokozuna, Big Show, Andre, and Bundy, you could put Bam Bam in the ladder match because Bam Bam is probably more of a high flyer than most of those people in that match. Yeah, Bam Bam could totally do a ladder match. <laughs> so if this is our group that we're working with, I, I'd say I'd Yo that. Yoko's definitely in the big man. Big Show's definitely yeah. in the big man. Andre's definitely in the big man. Bundy's definitely in the big man. Bam Bam's a potential. He might can could go in either of them. Slaughter I've, I've, could potentially go in either of them. I think Slaughter fits more in the uh, Money in the Bank. I think I think we should do seven men in the Money in the Bank, and I'd put Bam Bam in there as well. Because I think Bam Bam out of all of these ones is probably the one that's going to do the most crazy stuff with the ladder. Yeah, I would almost say Bam Bam needs to be in the Money in the Bank. He could, could be the, the big man in it too. Ever. Hmm? Yeah. He could almost be like the uh, the one that like DiBiase is like. Well, if I can't win it, Bam Bam's got it, and he'll just give it to me. Kind of deal. Yeah, they could do something like that. If you want to yeah. do some kind of heel sort of thing like that, play off the money in the bank side of it. I mean, yeah, because realistically, Bam Bam and McIntyre are probably the ones that are going to add the most athleticism to that match. And you got uh, a lot of big dudes, but they're not in the same way that they can't move around. You got somebody like an Orndorff who can be just a regular guy in the mix. DiBiase's a regular guy. McIntyre, he's big, but he can just be a regular guy in comparison. Slaughter's big, but he's more burly than he is like an immobile big guy kind of thing. Bam Bam's big. Ultimate Warrior, you're in a match where you don't have to worry about him. He can just sort of, you know, do a couple things here and there. And Sid... It's a fucking man, man. So yeah. it wouldn't have to even necessarily be money in the bank. It could be just something, you know, DiBiase's got something like the million dollar championship on the line or I don't know, whatever it might be. But if we do a money in the bank thing or something, all these guys could potentially be uh, less as much Orndorff, but all the other ones were either former world champions or like in the case of Bam Bam, could feasibly challenge for the championship. And I would assume that the winner would be, I uh, will deal with winners another time. Um, so money in the bank ladder match to DiBiase versus Paul Warren Dorf. There's Drew McIntyre versus psycho Sid versus Sergeant slaughter versus ultimate. Warrior versus Bam Bam Bigelow. And you got uh, the old Big Man Buffet. <laughs> I don't know why I always use the name Big Man Buffet, but it just makes me laugh. Andre the Giant versus Big Show versus King Kong Bundy versus Yokozuna. And you know what's kind of funny about that, too, is it literally is big. Because you got Andre the Giant. You got Big Show. King Kong Bundy and Yokozuna being like, you know, I mean, the name Yokozuna is like the top of the um, big man when it comes to that kind of thing. 
So I would say stipulation wise or whatever, we've got this is MMA rules. Um the where's the fully match? Uh this is some kind of no DQ in some fashion. Last man standing or something. I don't know. Just some sort of no DQ. Give it whatever name. Um is this uh we had bank ladder match. I already have that down. I'll get rid of that. Um I would say if we're going for something with this, this pretty much should be either this one or this one Intercontinental Championship. Um, I'd say one IC, one United States. Daniel Bryan, Brenoir, United States, or yeah, because Ben was pretty synonymous with the United States Championship. Yeah, and Brian yes, won as one is, but that was the first title Brian won in the company as well. So it's more synonymous with them. And Brett's Morton on us with the icy title, even though Angle only won it once. It makes full sense for that. Not saying I'm pitching it necessarily, but here's a thought United States Championship, Kurt Angle, Brett Hart. Brett Hart is the heel. Well, being uh, the. Uh, you got the American hero and the anti American guy. Uh, I mean, I mean that would be fun. I mean, I guess the United States kind of fits Angle, but I just find that the United States title is more synonymous with Benoit than it is with anyone else. Ultimately, it really doesn't matter. It's mid card. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, how great is this match going to be? Kind of a thing. I, I just feel that Angle Benoit is the bigger match out of the two of them, and so it should have the bigger title attached to it. That's definitely a mixed tag team match. Uh, I don't think you need to put a championship on um, Styles and Michaels necessarily, no. but that could potentially be championship match if you don't want to put it on another one of the things it would either be the wwe championship match has to be or well i'd make the case undertaker versus hulk hogan universal i'm not uh john cena austin universal that's what i mean yeah we could do that because that's the uh hulk hogan wwe if we do I title think, versus uh we could even do title versus streak but i kind of feel like that'd be enough to just be Hogan trying to conquer the streak over a heel Undertaker, maybe. I, I think streak I almost, for that, Styles Michaels for the title. I almost feel Rock Roman could be the title as well. I could see that being more Tribal Chief yeah, kind of thing. Got, yeah, maybe Styles and and Michaels needs a title to really kind of justify the story a little bit more. And then uh, a streak match. Streak WWE Championship. You've got two women's title matches. Two women's titles matches. Women's title number one. Doesn't really matter. Uh, women's title number two. Oh, this one's for the Raw title. This one's for the, eh, who fucking cares? <laughs> this is just a promo segment. I really like that idea. That's one of the ones I was really like, ooh, fuck, why didn't I think of that? This is just a regular match, and that's just a regular match. Because not yeah. everything has to be a stipulation or something on the line. Or for the title, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think we got it. And then, uh, then it's a matter of um, figuring out which uh, goes on which night, kind of a thing. Um, so then we could do. I think Michaels and AJ can be on like a night one. Like, a, yeah, follow that bitch, kind of thing. Night two. Yeah, Every I time I say night two, I think of Nido. <laughs> I. I'd say the two biggest matches on both sides of it. Well, I mean, there are t- plenty of really big matches because of it, but I feel John Cena, Steve Austin should be night two. I think so I think, too. I think it's the, the the big one you run off with. 
And then I put Undertaker Hulk Hogan on night one because of it. So I think it feels too big to 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 put them but I mean it's like too big to put both of them on the same card, but I feel like that one could be separated from that one. I think we split these two up. Yeah. So then I think we also we need Michaels and uh Styles on the opposite night as the Universal title too. Yeah. So then not that it necessarily goes into the main event, but I'll put this there, and then we'll do. You think in this kind of setup? Yeah, that night one, and then Rock Roman on night two. And then let's move this up. I'd say each um, mid card title goes on one night each. Yeah. Um, so I think just... Daniel Bryan does Ben Wash go night one because I think it's the lesser importance one. More than cool with that. Especially because we've got uh, this well, match so is going to be great in the ring. That's going to be great in the ring. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> I think about that. And you're also keeping Bret Hart away from Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Um, the women's title matches are on separate nights. Yeah, I think the triple threat on night one, the singles on night two. Right. Certainly. I, don't want to say that, that. That. I think the single, the the night one should be of slightly lesser importance than night two. Just because that's the one that you kind of leave the people on. I think that we split we split these up. I think. Oh yeah, Jericho and Piper and uh, Edge and Rollins. Yeah, Um, I'd I'd put Piper and Jericho on night one just because it's it's maybe just because it's a bit bigger. Yeah, I think that that's that's going to be more of a marquee match than Edge and Rollins. And since we're doing more bigger things on night two, we got to balance that out a little bit. Um, I'd put. I'd put the Miz TV segment on night one. Yeah, I could see that being the case. Maybe maybe, maybe that should go on night two as a bit of a palate cleanse of, of all the big matches that are being put on. Let's put it on uh, on ice for now. Yeah. Um. So we got... I think... This is no DQ in the... And not really, like, no DQ, but it's a different type of match, and that's no DQ. This is a multi-man, yeah. and that's a multi-man, so I think we need to split things like that up so one gets one of these one gets one of these yeah. kind of deal i'd put yeah i'd put i'd put money in the bank in night one because it's quite like quite an exciting well it should be the, the status of it to be quite an exciting one to put night one and the the big men buffet in the night two slot and i'd put lesnar and batista on night one and the hardcore match on night two i can see it going anyway yeah, it could, it, I mean, it's it's not a huge deal one way or the other. I mean, that basically means which one gets Triple H. I, I mean, I think Triple H, the Triple H match, should also go on night one because it's it's a it seems like a big marquee match. You can add to that one, but not being like super big marquee. DQ on that. That's right, because we have uh, we have an uneven uh, amount unless you count the promo segment. When the other promo segment's going to be in its own little thing, so so I'd say yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say put the promo segment on night two, just because I feel like there's more big matches on the second one, and so it can be a little bit of a palate cleanser between some of those matches. And Triple H vs Stephanie could be like one of the bigger matches to balance out some of the fact that some of the quote unquote lesser matches are on night one. And then. I don't. I don't think we need to go like this match first, this match second, that kind of thing. That no. really doesn't matter. Um, 
I would I, vote. I, I, I'd, I'd say the two main events are John Cena versus Stone Cold Steve Austin and Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan. That's what I would do. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably do that too, just because it doesn't have to necessarily be the championship, and you, you do want to go with the bigger match, kind of in the grand scheme of things. Um, obviously, this match on the card goes in a spot where it's like after like the big man match or after the um. I don't know, the DiBiase match or something where it's like, yeah, here's I'd, just I'd, like wrestling kind of thing. Yeah, I'd say you probably lead off with the Money in the Bank match. Just because it should be a big, like, exciting one to get started, even though some of the people in it aren't necessarily like ladder match guys. And then you put on Daniel Bryan versus Crispin Moore. I was like, okay, wrestling now. Then you, then I'd probably go MMA match, maybe, just because it's more quote unquote violence. Then uh, probably the mixed tag, Piper Jericho, women's match, Styles Michaels, main event. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, in the end of the day, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. So. I, like, I wish we could see these. This <laughs> you know, is kind of the, uh, the lineup we were talking about? Yeah. yeah so, in in yeah, reverse uh, order, though. Yeah, of course. And then, even though I said no, there's no need to do this, <laughs> it's like basically doing it anyway because that takes two seconds. Um, I'd say obviously, Miss TV thing start. needs to be a buffer, so we need to. Move I'd, that I'd say to you start the... on this one with Edge and Rollins. I certainly wouldn't start with the Big Man Buffet. No, uh, I put I put Edge I put Edge Rollins first, then Big Man Buffet, then Angle Hart. I'd put Foley. And Orton first, then Big Man Buffet, then Edge and Rollins, then Englehart. I think I might, I might vote, uh, Edge and Foley or uh, Orton Foley, Edge Rollins, Big Man, Angle Brett. Yeah, that could work. And then then Miss TV. Miss TV. Rousey, Rock, Cena. Yep, that would work. And then, then it's a matter of picking the winners. Uh, so, Money in the Bank. I would. I mean, obviously, we don't know like what what the championship like. Who's feuding with who afterward, and all this sort of kind, you know. But uh, given the participants, Ted DiBiase. I'd I'd lean more towards Ted DiBiase. Yeah, I thought that as well. Yeah, let's uh let's give the the win to Ted here, despite uh what Cameron My Grimes God. has to say about it. This amazing cohesion that we have. With, <laughs> uh, Piper Jericho, I think you're you're safe putting Piper over. Yeah, I'd go safe. Piper. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Good. Um, the taste of Lesnar. Lesnar. Yeah, definitely Lesnar. <laughs> uh, Brenoir, uh definitely does not beat Brian. Uh, Macho Man and Elizabeth, right? Yeah, absolutely. Elizabeth. Uh, Caveat, Liz drops an elbow on Stephanie. <laughs> I don't see what Liz could actually do in the ring. <laughs> oh, I mean, Stephanie's not really going to be doing much in the ring either, you know. That'll be the whole, like, what's going on, blah, 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 kind of thing. Um, so we got Flair, Banks, and Bel Air. Um yeah. I'd go Bel Air personally, but if you guys want to go Flair, 
<laughs> go ahead. Oh. <laughs> no, no, I'm not gonna be good, Sasha. Sasha loses at WrestleMania. That's the thing. Uh, so we got the Queen, the Boss, and the EST. I think I'd probably go Flair, just because it's like, well, you know, at the end of the day, that's what they're gonna go with anyway. I'd go Michaels over Styles. Yeah. I'd exactly go Styles being the heel. But exactly as you said, super kick from the forearm. Yeah. And then Undertaker over Hogan. Undertaker yeah. over Hogan. Heel handed Undertaker over Hogan, yeah. Absolutely. Or potentially heel uh, Hogan being like, fuck you, dude, I'm going to beat the streak. And everybody goes into it going, oh, God, he's going to use his uh, control. <laughs> well, you, can, you can do it Hollywood Hogan if you wanted to. Right, yeah. Uh, v. Yeah, That'll bother me if I don't put V. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't put much of me Randy Savage either. That'll bother me too. Savage. Um, God damn, this car's looking good. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Orton definitely beats Mick Foley. Yeah. I'd always be down for like, put, trying to get this. Um, we should do it in the game. Uh, yeah. We put it in um, a fight, uh, like a fire pro wrestling. Something like that, if we could figure it out. I I don't know. I, I haven't I mean, done I anything have it on, with that. Um, I've got a, a PS4. I've got Fight Pro, Fight Pro on it. So I would I would be able to we stream should, it. I don't know if I can record do. it. We should I, definitely consider this. Cause I like this idea. Card does look good. Tell us how you would like to see something like that uh, in the comments below. If you if you really want to make sure that we do something like that, too. There's also Pick Your Poison. Um, Edge and Rollins. I think I'd go Edge. I think if you, if you have Edge going as the, the more grizzled baby face on this one, I probably would go Edge. All right, then. Let's do Edge. Ultimate opportunist manages to get a spear in kind of thing. That's, that's one that I feel like you continue post-WrestleMania and build a, more of a cohesive story around. Rollins gets a win at a post-Mania event. Yeah, later on down the line. Yeah. We're going to um, Andre or Yoko? I'd go Andre. Because if he's just Andre in Battle Royals, you have Andre win. Yeah, I like. I think we both had Yoko go over on our personal cards, Tony. But I think, rightfully so, Andre should probably win. Yeah, because I had Andre beating Big Show. Yeah. And Yoko beating Bigelow and Bundy. So, ultimately, Andre. That becomes the Andre the Giant, not yet memorial, <laughs> Battle Royal <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> Bret Hart beats uh, Kurt Angle. Yeah, I could see that. I think Angle will be fine doing the job yeah. to Bret Hart. Yeah. Miss TV gets his ass beat by uh, Miss TV. Miss gets Miss his. Uh, <laughs> that's his last name. Miss TV. Yeah. Oh God, I saw a thing the other day. Was uh, you can't believe how stupid people are. Video, and um, one of the questions that the person asked, they were asking things like who fought in the Civil War, and people said Trump and Biden, and. Mm. Uh, Whatever. One of the questions was, um, uh, "What's Obama's last name?" And this <laughs> this girl says, "Care." <laughs> and the guy's just like, "What?" And she's like, "You know, Obamacare." <laughs> it's like, "Oh, Jesus Christ!" <laughs> so it's Ms. TV. That's his name. The is his first name. Ms. is his middle name. And TV's his last name. Uh, Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch has Becky. to go. Good old Bex wins that. Rock and Roman Reigns. I'm cool with Roman beating The Rock. Yeah, I'd go with that. All right, then. You guys are the tiebreaker, because I'd go with The Rock, but I get it totally. And uh, Austin definitely beats 
yeah. John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> People would be so pissed if John Cena won that match. That's the Cena wins the Riot crowd turning up. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hell of a two-night WrestleMania card. And we were almost dead uh, center where how we wanted things to go. I like this. It's a very fun exercise. This card looks fantastic. I don't think you can get a better sense of variety of uh, a way to work a lot of legends in without being like too like, okay, everything's like a 20 man, you know, tag team match. And this is whatever. Cause there obviously there are people that it's a shame that they haven't wrestled in the main event of WrestleMania. That would be like, ah, it's a shame we can't get this person in and that person in, you know, but this covers most of them. Covers all of them. Mm. Yeah, there's, yeah, it's every single Retmania's incorporating to it. There's every single person it. that's been in the main event, uh, including some of the people that are the outliers, like the Snooka types and Mr. T and, and all that. It's Elizabeth and Stephanie. Yeah. So you're I only missing really like... On, uh, the, on the main event. But you got, you got Vince, Shane, and Linda. We haven't figured out any spots for. And is that it? Really? There's no yeah. other. I mean, like we got Heenan can be accompanying. Um, yeah, Heyman yeah, would be with um, Lesnar, probably. Lesnar. Heyman with Lesnar. Could be with, could be with Andre or Bundy. He's there. So with. I mean, I mean, if, I, if I'd have Andre win the match, then I would have Andre be by you face. Probably, so yeah. Bundy, Heenan. But Bundy's with uh, Heenan, uh, and you put like Cornette with Yoko. Put Shane with the uh, Big Show and uh, put Vince with Andre. Fuck it. Cool Barrow with Undertaker as well. You got and... Bobby Heenan. You got Undertaker with Paul Bearer. Yeah, you know, just do that. Just uh, go Pretend. to the Big Man Buffet. Oh, you know what's even better too? The Immortal Hulk Hogan against the Undead Undertaker type of thing. Do you want to make that a casket match? No. <laughs> no, you want Hogan to fucking eat the pinball. Eat the pinball. Yeah, like I just, I just, I would never imagine ending. I mean, to be fair, they had a boneyard match, so there's, yeah. there are there are levels to this, but I would not imagine. That's true. It's the end of the like, casket match. Yeah. You know what though? Seriously, if you just put Andre, give him Vince, because Vince and Andre and Big Show give him Shane, you're, you're done. There's everybody like. We got Vince, Linda, and Shane. And that, am I forgetting anybody else? Uh, I didn't put Cornette. Um, um, I'm trying to think of anyone else. Was Cornette? Wait, no, we, we don't have Cornette. It would be, uh, it would yeah, be yeah. Um, Fuji. It would be Mr. Fuji, because yeah, Fuji yeah, was in the. We didn't have uh, Cornette with Yoko yet. Well, no, at WrestleMania 10, when he made events against Bret Hart, he does. Oh, he does? Yeah. All right, oh, put so both there. Uh, remember the main event uh, twice. Okay, yeah. Well, to be fair, to be fair, Yoko's in running. Well, he does main event twice, but not hard. Doesn't hard any main events. Once. No, he does with Yoko. But he main events with uh, Michaels. Oh yeah, I know he missed my. But I mean, with Yoko, yeah. he main events once because Hogan main events with Yoko. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a, such a weird thing with that. I mean, we almost could have had to have uh, Lex Luger in this. Uh, <laughs> with Michaels, you need to add uh, Jose Lefario. Ah, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so I, I, I know, I know a little bit of my history in that regard. I wasn't watching, but I know he was there. 
Yeah, because he points. <laughs> he could do the yeah. point, and Shawn Michaels could do the whole coming down to the from the ceiling type of thing too. If you want to make it like the best of all time, that's um, amazing. Because the only real outlier that I can't think of anywhere to put her is Linda, Vince, Linda, and Shane. Well, what would we do with? Would we do Vince somewhere with the the Cena and Austin thing? No. I I, I, so like Shane only main events in the corner of Big Show. So just put him there. I don't see them as being like that they, they're necessarily tied together, though. Well, could you imagine some sort of situation where it's Vince in one of the guys' corners and Shane in the other one? Like Vince with, Vince with Cena and Shane is with Austin. I right. If That's I'm what I'm kind of thinking. That, I'm going to do Vince is with Rock, Shane is with Roman. Huh. Well, we can't. Let's, let's put it this way. Vince, Linda, and Shane. No involvement. <laughs> I, I'm fine with I'm, I'm them not being. I, I think that we have figured uh, out a way to plug in a lot of top people. I can't see Vince, Linda, or Shane being involved with anybody on this side. No. So they would, if they get involved, they'd have to be on this side. And I can't see them being in this one. Can't see them being in that one. No point in that one because they already have people involved. Not in this one. Not in this one. So it would have to be this, this, or that. I mean, I'd say that the only way... I I personally, if I had to include them, I'd put Vince in the corner of Cena against Austin. And I'd put Shane in the corner of Roman against Rock. And I'd put... With things, I know we've already included her on one side. I'd put Stephanie in the corner of Ronda Rousey and Linda in the corner of Becky Lynch. I think I'd go Vince and Shane if they needed to be in the mix with Cena Austin and not have Linda involved at all. Yeah, my mind keeps going back to not have Linda involved at all. And then I just put... Uh... <laughs> Maybe she just like says hello to Ultimate Warrior backstage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I just sort of like put Vince and Shane on the opposite ends of one match. Probably... Uh, Rock and Roman, just because I think there's an easier old guard, young guard thing there. But also, Austin could easily oppose Vince at any point in time. So uh, that's really up to you guys. Or we could do um, that. They got like Vince is like hosting. Kind yeah, of a deal. Well, welcome to WrestleMania 3. Like, yeah, just leave him doing the hosting deal. Uh, Linda can do that alongside of him, and that's probably good enough there. You could even do a thing where it's like Triple H and Stephanie have a quick backstage segment with Vince, Linda, and Shane, and it's like you gotta win for like the family honor kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. Or like if if it was absolute that they needed to all be physically involved, they're doing run-ins during this tag match, this uh, Miss Elizabeth Randy Savage tag match. Man, this is, oh man, you could even like, ah, this is so good. (laughs) I love this idea. This might be like one of my favorite things that we've done. I really like how this worked out. Yeah. (laughs) You put for real on there. I just noticed that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I literally wrote for real. Like, (laughs) there you go. Make that more uh, definitive Undertaker scenario. For real, though. (laughs) Yeah.
get peak Hogan, peak Undertaker and all that. You got the whole, uh, oh, yes, version of the Paul Bear and everything. And again, like, it sucks that you can't be like, oh, well, where's Kane? Where's, uh, you know, where, where's, um, oh, my God, I'm blanking on some of the other people that aren't this involved in this. the one that stood out to me. I was like, oh, wow, Kane isn't here. Well, well my, my biggest one is like that Ric Flair. Yeah, yeah Flair's too. another one. Yeah, like, it's like, oh, man, it's a shame he can't, like, not to, you know, disparage his name, but, like, he can't replace, like, Orndorff with Flair. Or something, yeah. you know, like. Well, so the biggest names that kind of miss now is obviously there's people like Kane, Ric Flair, CM Punk. It's not on this Punk, list. Yeah. Um, they haven't got any additional women as of yet. I assume that will change as the years pass. Um, don't have any spots for someone like. I'm trying to think of someone who was kind of really big in the eighties, like Jake Roberts. Right. Not involved. No. Um. Uh, no. Now, like Nash is. It's weird. He's only in a few of them, and he's very near the top for the ones that he's in, and he's he never made events. Yeah, it's weird to think that he's the champion for eleven, but we can't include him on this list because he wasn't right, the main event. We had to include Lawrence Taylor and Bam Bam. Right. So that disqualified him from that. Shawn Michaels got in, but Diesel didn't. Mm. Diesel, I'm assuming he would just be in like the the big man match or the um, well, probably not the big man one. He'd probably be in Money Bank. Then there's yeah. like you know, no Eddie, no, uh, no Ray. Yeah, I'd say the biggest one from the modern era is CM Punk. It's probably the one that had the most potential to potentially main event at WrestleMania, that didn't. I mean, ha- have him replace the Miz, and then you've actually got someone that you actually want to put in a match. Then you know the Piper match changes because maybe it's Punk and Piper. Yeah, then or you, you start. Do, or you want to do that dream match with Stone Cold and Punk instead? Or yeah, like. So wow, you get one extra person in here who isn't somebody like Alex Luger, where you could just go just toss him in Money in the Bank. You get one big enough name, and half the card can change just because it's like you mentioned Luger. Luger's another one, kind of like Flair. He's in a title match at WrestleMania. It's just not the main event. Yeah, Yeah. it would be very different if you were doing like because certain ones of these people are obviously in main event matches, but they're not title matches. But if you were to do a different fantasy booking down the line of just you can only choose people that were in world World title matches. That changes everything. Yeah, because then you have to, well, you don't have to, but you got like Alberto Del Rio in there and Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger. And And, uh, trying to think of any other people. Bobby Lashley Uh, and, uh, you know. Right, then you have Braun Strowman and Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have Goldberg. Yeah, you have Goldberg in that one as well. Uh, yeah, you have um, yeah, it, it expands it like pretty significantly, really. Just trying to think of other people that were in those ones, but yeah, you add Nash into it as well. You end up getting Nash. You end up getting um, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to see how many people. Most people <laughs> from the earlier WrestleManias were in the main event. It's only more recently that they obviously with the two world champions. Like you get Kofi. But, Kofi gets in there. Kofi, yeah. yeah. You get Booker T into it. You wouldn't get all the people from the tournament at WrestleMania 4. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> no. No. Um, no. It's only people that fight for the championship at the end of it. Right. Yeah, you get Booker T into it. Yeah. Um, Rey Mysterio guess. that we mentioned. Yeah, Rey Mysterio. You get, there, you get uh, like, uh, Callum JBL. JBL oh, yeah. You get JBL. Yeah, JBL. Um, that changes things because then you put JBL and DiBiase. Yeah, that they they partnered up with their money scheme kind of thing. 
in a Belfast brawl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, I mean, yeah. even when it comes to just next year, when we get the next WrestleMania, whoever is in the main event, we could get two different people that become like, okay, well, if we were going to rebook this and, you know, where we put right, so-and-so. Go, oh my God, Damian Priest is now involved, you know? Like, right, yeah. Knows? I don't think so, but... Neither do I, but I'm just naming like a name. I mean, to be fair, we'll get one. We'll get maybe what? We'll get a couple. I think two at most, because one of them's going to be, if they do the two-night thing again, one of those nights is going to be headlined by Roman Reigns. So... Yeah, currently it's a it's a one night thing, but I I think that they might change that. I don't know. Um, if they put sixteen matches in one night, I'm not going to watch the whole way through. If it's Rock and Roman Reigns, for instance, then we go okay. Well, yep, same card, <laughs> you know, because we, yeah. we don't have to change anything else, you know. But I think this is a hell of a, a way to do that, and hell of an exercise, hell of fun, just a good time. That yeah, Miz TV thing is really like I like hats off to you for thinking about that. I'm like, damn, why yeah. didn't I think of that? You know, like <laughs> it's weird that it's like the first place I went. I'm like, <laughs> All right, how do I get T and Lawrence on the card? Because that makes so much sense for Mania being a celebrity based thing and the Miz being like, I'm an A lister. I'm a better celebrity than you guys are. I'm a better athlete than Lawrence Taylor. I'm a better actor than Mr. T. You know, I could have been you know, whatever I could, and then they just beat the shit out of him, and then everybody celebrates, and you know, that's. I mean, I mean technically speaking, if you want to, you could throw in uh, Cindy Lauper and you know some other people like that too, if you want to do. But um, Muhammad Ali, is, you know, yeah, he was in there. You could just be like, here's this big cavalcade of celebrities, and the Miz is you know taking the piss kind of thing. I mean, technically, we could have expanded this slightly further. In the fact that WrestleMania two, WrestleMania two had three main events. Yep. But you got uh, Bundy, Hogan, Piper, T. And then you got what's the other one? What is it? Blank on the other one. Why am I blanking on the other one? It's yeah, the giant battle royal. Battle royal with wins, I think. Yeah. Oh, that's last right. Eliminating Bret, last eliminating Bret Hart. So he also makes it on the card. Yeah. So, so to be fair, we probably want to change it that much then, unless we include every single person in that twenty man battle royal and say they're all eligible. But then again, I probably would have just done that battle royal again. So, well, we could have had uh, Joe Frazier, Haiti Kid. Yeah. We could have incorporated them there. Uh, wait, this is uh, a tag team match. Let's say that as the main event. Oh, it might have been actually. Wow, really? No, I mean it's no, been. I, I haven't it, seen it, WrestleMania too. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Like for some reason, and it's like one of those moments where I feel like. Google and YouTube is like reading your thoughts as you go along it. I was um, shown a video um, of uh, WrestleMania main events from uh, 1985 to 2020. And it shows the Illinois one is that 20-man battle royal that Andre wins. Huh. Now you and got a, this big group of people, so you got a lot of like, you know, but a lot football, of players football players. And... Yeah, just trampling the Miz. You yeah, got the right now. <laughs> John Stard, uh Hillbilly Jim's in there. Tony okay. Atlas, so he could get a big boot in the match from somebody. And, Both you know, Miller's of the Killer Bee. Iron Sheik. Hillbilly Jim, you know, some fun people in the mix there. But not too many people. Like, nobody that I would think would be like, oh my god, we gotta figure out something. Especially, you know, like uh, Ted Arcidi or something like that. Like, just kind of 
you know. I didn't realize that match ended with um, Andre eliminating both members of the Heart Foundation. Yep. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I knew to say, oh, yeah, he last eliminated Brett because I'm weird and I know that dumb shit. <laughs> I know he last eliminated Brett. I just didn't realize that he eliminated the Anvil just before that as well. Yeah, Captain Lou Albano and Ozzy Osbourne with this match and whatever. So, like, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, if we wanted to, we could have done that, but I don't think that this would have really changed anything. It would have just been a matter of, like, okay, more football players in the Miz TV thing. And I don't know, like, uh, Hillbilly Jim and the Big Man matchers, some kind of thing, you know? I like it. I think we worked out probably the absolute best possible scenario. Mm hmm. Be it be two great nights of wrestling to watch. And if you disagree with us, you're wrong, because <laughs> we That's have three right. three people that agree here and three beats. Uh, each one particular person. No, I'm just kidding. Obviously, if you everyone else. if you do uh, have any other suggestions to what you would like to see with this kind of a lineup, then drop it in the comments below. Because I'm curious. You know, I mean, look, my card. I fully admit, fuck that one. Go with these two. Like you know, I mean, like I would gladly sacrifice my card to go with that i mean we have we have some of the matches but you know outside of uh oh how many matches do we have we have one two kind of three kind of four five six uh seven eight you have eight matches of mine okay well all right <laughs> never mind then well yeah uh, like there was a lot of crossover with you and callum right i like that uh my one solid uh, gift is the Ms. TV. Well, you got the the same sort of matches as some of the other things, and that helps make the Roman Reigns and Rock thing a thing. And, uh, you know, we all agree about fully in a hardcore match, <laughs> you know, certain things like yeah. that. Uh, yeah, major thumbs up on me on this one. Um, hopefully you yeah. guys enjoyed it just as much. So we're going to round things out here with uh, some plugs. And, you know, just kind of uh, on the variety side of things like that. Since I have the video thing up for this, why not just uh, show off some of these things? So on my side of the plugs, as I mentioned before, you've got smartcatmoment.com. Uh, this will be done already. The uh, chat, no, that's chat, the um, contests, they'll be done by the time that this video is done. I, actually, they might even be done now. Let's see. Five hours left. Yeah, they'll be done by the time you guys are listening to this. Um, but check out everything else that's happening on smartcatmoment.com. Of course, we've got, if you just check out the recent posts, you'll see that stuff. But all over the place here, easy to find some stuff. There's links all over the place if you want to go, like, you know, let me check out some of the other extras. Let me check out the other features, the gimmicks, et cetera, et cetera. All the TV coverage stuff down at the bottom there. Um, updating, of course, Backlash and Double or Nothing predictions and the card lineups while we get more information. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Go to uh, fanboysanonymous.com, do the same sort of stuff, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, subscribe to all the different podcast feeds and stuff, check out the Week in Geek things, which I might be changing because, I don't know, I feel like I need to change when it comes to Week in Geek, but we did things like the Mortal Kombat audio commentary track, we've got a review to a kill, next episode for this is going to be a review to a kill that we had already recorded a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, everything that you'll find on there, of course, donate to the Patreon for uh, Fanboys Anonymous and for Smart Cut Moment. Pick up some merchandise shop stuff, Public and Redbubble for, you know, pretty much everything on the Smart Cut Moment and Fanboys Anonymous and A Mango Tees. And if you follow me at Tony Mango on Facebook and Twitter, 
I'll check out some other stuff that I've got for E-Wrestling News, for Bleacher Report, and stay tuned as well for some of the other things that might be popping up. I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to pass the baton over. Catch. Uh, all right. I got it. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at DudeFelice and check out everything I've got going on at Fightful.com, at WrestleZone.com. I'm also doing a lot of the fanboy stuff with Tony, so you hear my voice literally everywhere. And I thank you. And there's also a ton of great retro content if you like this kind of stuff. And I'm going to pass the baton over to Callum, who's going to tell you about that stuff. Oh, no, I dropped it. I plugged from it. That's that's a shame. It's made out of glass. (laughs) Um, So from my end of the spectrum, you can check out all of the retro content as Rob uh, pointed out over on the Spark Moment channel, whether it's through YouTube or through the podcast feeds in the form of 2001 A Wrestling Odyssey and the Paul Heyman Smackdown podcast. So if you're interested in any wrestling from the years of like 2001 through to back end of 2002, early 2003, then that is the resource for you. Check out the articles on smartcomment.com. Power Rankings is my weekly contribution, but make sure you're browsing everything else on there as well. And you can follow me on Twitter at Wigmeister14. All right, everybody, that'll do us in. So again, thank you for listening to us. Thank you for all of your support. Hit that like button. Share it for anybody you think might be interested in checking this out. And we will see you next time with the hot tags is the next thing coming up. And then next week, I don't know. We'll figure it out. If you have any suggestions, drop them in the comments below. Until then, this has been another Smart Out Moment, and we're being counted out. 